Hey, this is Batman, and you're listening to the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. My parents are dead! Welcome, everybody, to episode 76 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. We are minus Eric today, so we're, it's just the Murthas leading this episode. Today is, what is it, January 3rd, 2013. It's going to be taking a little while to get used to. Our episode topic for the day is going to be our 2013 games preview. I'm uh, not sure if it's going to be a two-part or not. I guess we'll have to get, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes when we get there, but... Uh, yeah, we we're going to at least go over all the hard release date games today, which there's not really as many. I don't think there's as many as there has been in years past. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty with the new new systems possibly coming out later this year. So A lot uh, of games I'm excited about, too. Yeah, there's quite a few games I'm excited about coming out, definitely. Um, Nibble Bits. Will, why don't you get us started with Nibble Bits? Uh, my first one is there's going to be new Call of Duty Black Ops 2 DLC. Um, it's rumored to be coming out January 29th for the Xbox 360, and it's uh, timed exclusive for the 360. Um, it adds four multiplayer maps called Hydro, Grind, Downhill, and Mirage, and it adds one new zombie map called Die Rise, and uh, there is no pricing information yet. Okay. Just rumored. Um, my next one is Age of Empires 2 gets a new unofficial expansion called Forgotten Empires. It adds new campaigns, maps, units, and three new civilizations called the Incas, Italians, and the Hungarians. It's kind of cool that Age of Empires 2 is <laughs> getting yes, a expansion. Getting <laughs> it's also funny that these civilizations are the Italians and the Hungarians. Uh-huh. And, and the Incas. <laughs> um, and my last one is uh, Metacritic released its tw- uh, 2012 Worst Games of the Year. And it uh, broke it down by console. And the Xbox 360 goes to Family Guy, Back to the Multiverse, um, Battleship, Steel, uh, Steel Battalion, the Expendables 2 video game and Amy. For the PS3, it's 007 Legends, Doctor Who, The Eternity Clock, The Expendables oh. 2, uh, the <laughs> video game, again, Amy and Smash and Survive. And the oh. Wii U is Sing Party, Rabbids Land, Funky Barn, Tank Tank Tank, and ESPN Sports Connection. Um, I don't know if you want me to keep going. It's pretty no, much that's the handouts. That's enough crap. Yep. <laughs> what was... The Wii U singing game, was that the one that had the really bad commercial for it during E3? I think that was the one okay. that everybody looked really awkward in. Yeah, it was very awkward. It was like a f- <laughs> four- or five-person karaoke party. Yep. And none of them, none of them were drunk, so what's what's fun about that? And they, well, they were just... singing Carly Rae Jepsen. That's pretty fun. Well, oh, yeah, but if you're in a group of four people and not drunk, it's not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> if you're 14 and a girl. Yeah, yeah. But they uh, fourteen might be too old. Thirteen, twelve. They were <laughs> in their, I think, like mid twenties at least. It was really, it was awkward. I was uncomfortable <laughs> just watching it. Me too. And I don't get uncomfortable very easily. No, I don't but, either. But that was that was bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also off topic, briefly, uh, the Doctor Who game. That's too bad. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, I agree. I 
wasn't there a browser-based one that was supposed to be decent? I don't know, but I was thinking about this yesterday in the shower. The fact that I was in the shower isn't important, but uh, how cool it would have been if Doctor Who was what the Walking Dead game became. That would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a lot of, lot of fun. Well, I mean, I wonder if one of the, you know, obviously Doctor Who doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't shoot anybody. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Probably. You know. Not enough violence. Right. Maybe. Well, I guess we'll we'll see. I, I was kind of interested in that. It looked neat, but, mm-hmm. you know, the first, the officially licensed stuff is usually not great. Yeah, so. not too good. But I did get through season three of Doctor Who, Dan. Oh, yeah? Like five episodes on New Year's. Okay. Nice. Good, good stuff. It gets sad. It's very sad. Yeah. A lot of crying I did during that show. But anyway. Doctor's a lonely man. Is that a cat that's meowing? No, that's Max. He oh. just went to bed, so he's he's not really very happy. He wants to come down and podcast. Yeah. Eh. Well, the noise up there now is nothing compared to what it was like half an hour ago. Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's a good thing we didn't start recording at 7. Yeah. But anyway. That's all I had. Okay. Corey, what do you got for us? FIFA 13. Uh, I wish Eric was here for this, but FIFA 13 won Able Gamers Game of the Year. Uh, Able Gamers honors accessibility in games, particularly for those... Um, with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, for these reasons, accessibility features in the title include in FIFA 13 remappable keys, customizable color options, high contrast menus, and visual cues for audio input. Uh, high levels of customization also allow players to adjust the game's speed as well as tweak individual skills to either inhibit the computer or boost the player. Uh, it's also the first high end mainstream sports game that allows gamers to control everything with a trackball or mouse. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't know that. That that's pretty crazy. Uh huh. and at the same time Forza Horizons was criticized by able gamers for removing some of their accessibility features. Huh. Okay. I don't know. Uh yeah. BlizzCon BlizzCon twenty thirteen is confirmed. This is after it went on hiatus last year. Uh will probably happen this August or October. That's when the past ones happen, so people are speculating that's when this one will be. This all came from Blizzard's president, Mike Morhaime, who tweeted on New Year's, Happy New Year, everyone. Hope to see you at BlizzCon 2013. I'm sure a lot of people are really excited for that. Yeah, I know a lot of uh, Blizzard loyalists were not happy about not having one last year. You yeah. Because especially with the World of Warcraft players that pay still – uh, eight, what eight year old MMORPG, fifteen dollars a month? You know, yeah. Like you know, give something back to the community that's funded your game for so many years. Mm-hmm. Sure, so I, and it's a good that. way to celebrate their games. Yeah, there's not a, you know, not enough of that for nerds. There's not, not enough, enough of celebrating the thing that they love. I would love to go to a Guild Wars two con. <laughs> I'd go in a heartbeat. You can meet everyone in your guild. <laughs> well, I already know everyone in our guild <laughs> except for one person. Yeah. Who's the brother of someone I know? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, oh, I should say I played Mother Three. Yeah. Um, is that what it is? Is that what it is, Will? Yeah, it's Mother, Mother Three. three? That, that's yeah, I played, Lucas, I played right? that. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Um, oh, but this, this nibble bit uh, reminded me of that. The Earthbound creator tweeted, "Since it's now okay to blurt this out, here goes the Mother Republication." thing i mentioned briefly briefly before is making progress it's not mother four though this has to do with making mother playable i can't give out any details just yet but i do at least need to say that it isn't four 
which leads me to believe republication would be, you know, publishing Mother in the United States. Uh, people will finally get an opportunity to play it. However, if you're a savvy tech dude, you can acquire a copy and patch it with uh, an English version of, of the text, which is actually a really good translation done by some fans. I think Starman.net is the website. Oh, yeah, that that's a big, yeah. Translation at. Uh, oh. But, yeah, I played some of that, and I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later, but okay. it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I hope, I hope the game does come state, stateside because I'd like to buy it. Yeah. I would buy it, too. I may oh. or may not have did the English patch what, like, a couple years ago. What platform do you do you think probably the nintendo virtual see i don't know it could be yeah you never you never know depending on the publisher what they what kind of deals they can finagle right if they can get it even to even to the other other platforms mm-hmm. yeah hopefully yep. okay anything else that's all that's all for my nibble bits i had a bunch uh i mean it's been what two weeks since we reported on nibble bit three weeks probably since yeah we- Bits. Yeah, one of mine's pretty dated, but I'm going to read it anyway. Yeah, most of mine were, were dated. Deals of the week two weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I'll do my dated one first. Uh, Nintendo is asking Wii U owners, or new Wii U owners, you know, parents, if they bought one for their children, to uh, open it up and update it before you give it to your child for Christmas, because it's, I guess it takes like an hour or two hours to do all the updates, so um, if you're, I mean, obviously this is I tweeted it when it was relevant, but um, I, I, sorry to jump in on you, but I've heard it can take like four or more hours. Yeah, if you have a slow connection. So yeah, I mean, if you were a, a child that had opened a Wii, a brand new Wii U on Christmas Day, and needed it needed to take four or five hours to update, you probably wouldn't be too happy about that. So no. uh, Nintendo was asking people to update theirs, their Wii U's before uh, giving it to their children or significant others on Christmas. So. Um, and then my only other nibble bit is financial blog 24-7 Wall Street uh, ranked the PS Vita as one of the worst product flops of 2012, along with Apple Maps, the Dodge Dart, the movie John Carter, uh, were some of the other notables on there. Wow. Uh, well, who did this? Uh, financial blog 24-7 Wall Street. I, I don't really agree with any of those, to be honest with you. No? Apple I Maps? I John Carter. Apple Maps? I... I, I wasn't big on Apple Maps when it first came out because I was used to Google Maps. Right. But what Apple Maps did a lot better than Google Maps did before Google Maps was re-released was turn-by-turn directions. Uh-huh. Um, was was very helpful on Apple Maps, so I, I didn't hate it right. as much after I discovered that. The only was one, the other one? The only one I read was um, was the PS Vita. I didn't read the reasoning for the other ones. The Dodge Dart. What's, I don't know what that is. It's a car. Oh. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the blog cited a high price tag and weak game lineup as prim- primary reasons for that. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. agree with that. But I think overall it's a it's a pretty solid piece of hardware. Well, I, yeah, it is. But I think because of the high price, that I, I know they did not sell very many units. I think the 3DS sold more units in a month than the PS Vita sold total. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I th- I think that was their not that it wasn't that was a bad product that it was a financial flop. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes sense. It, it's worst product flops. It's not bad. Like I said, bad product. Ah. Okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. John Carter was definitely a flop. Uh huh. Apple Dodge Maps. Dart, I don't know. Apple Maps, I would say, is a is a financial flop. Yeah. So, I you know I everyone that has one like really likes it, but if you only have like two or three good games for it, 
is it worth the three hundred dollars? And then one of the things they mentioned too is the very specific memory cards you have to buy for it that are also really expensive. Um, well, know. that's Sony for you. So, yeah. Well, exactly. That was one of their things. Is Sony was being a little arrogant with it, you know, thinking they're creating this must-have device, and it not being a must-have device at all. Nope. So. Okay. Uh, that's all I had for nibble bits. Uh, let's get into our weeks. Obviously, we had Christmas and New Year's since we last talked about our weeks. So, Will, why don't you go first? I'm um, starting off with Christmas. Christmas is good. Um, not a whole lot to talk about. The games I got for Christmas are Lego Lord of the Rings and Hitman Absolution. Uh-huh. I didn't get a chance to play them a real lot, but I'll talk. I'll try and talk about them a little bit later. Okay. Um, and then New Year's Eve, I spent New Year's Eve home alone for most of it. I, you know, played video games. Uh-huh. I felt sick, so I kind of napped a little bit. Awesome. So I had a pretty exciting New Year's Eve. But the most noteworthy thing that Corey and I did together was taking our sister up to Rockford, Illinois on, uh, to meet with, uh, to get her moved up into Canada. Uh-huh. And that was a fun little adventure we went on. And going through, the roads were kind of bad in um, Indiana and New York, but uh, on the way back, Cleveland was the only treacherous part and. I don't know, it was fun to see a fun little lo- bit of the country. Yeah, fun little road trip. Yeah. Corey. Didn't quite make it to Madison. No, sadly. Sounds like a western. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does. Any input for the trip, Corey? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's probably all I was going to talk about. I mean, other than family stuff for, for yeah. Christmas and New Year's. Didn't get any video games. Uh, got a lot of magic cards. Did a lot of playing magic cards. <laughs> But yeah, Sissy, uh, Sissy moved to uh, Canada, and Will and I drove her halfway. Uh, weather was awful. We got about forty, four, maybe even half an hour into the trip, and it started snowing and would not let up. I was going thirty miles per hour on the highway for about six hours mm-hmm. until I finally got out of New York State. And then I was exhausted and let Allison drive. Uh, she had pretty much clear clear weather a little flurries here and there and then i took over again once she was tired of driving and sure enough about 10 minutes into my trip <laughs> blizzard conditions uh you could not about, see the road no you couldn't see the road going 20 miles an hour i said to, to will i was like you know the the person in the front of this line of cars going 20 miles per hour could be driving us into a lake and i wouldn't, wouldn't know nobody anything. would know the difference until we were underwater <laughs> it, was, it, it was that bad Passed a bunch of cars, spilled into the median. Uh, hopefully nobody was hurt, but I also I also said to Will, I was like, kind of makes me feel good seeing other cars in the median. You know, as, <laughs> as horrible as that sounds, it's like, well, at least it's not me. Right. As long as nobody's hurt, I, I, I'm okay with saying that, but yeah. if people get hurt, that that's never good. Right. Never a good thing. But, you know, you see those people in those little, little sedans that you know don't have four-wheel drive going 50 past you, and you're like, what are you doing? Not smart. Unless you're a professional rally driver. Yeah. Shouldn't be driving that fast. No, no. I was sliding in uh, all-wheel drive escape, you know? Yeah. Going, going 20. Huh. But Scary. anyway, that was our trip to Rockford, Illinois. Okay. That's all you had? That's all. I got a couple things. I don't... I don't know if I've done a fantasy football update. I don't think so. Not no, since. You didn't. Uh, well, I, as I said, I was in the championship for both my leagues. Uh, one I ended up losing, Dan, and, and one I ended up winning. Yes. I don't mean to, to interrupt you, but I, I, there's a feedback uh, regarding our fantasy football. Oh, so you'd rather talk about it later on in feedback. Yeah, I can wait. 
That's not a problem. Uh, I did want to talk about the Giants not making the playoffs briefly. Um, of course, they look great their last game. That's, and, what, that's what I said. But at least they gave themselves a chance to be able to go into the postseason. Um, anytime you rely on the Lions for anything, they're going to let you down. I've learned that as drafting Matt Stafford as my quarterback in both my fantasy leagues. Um, Thanksgiving, I was rooting pulling for the Lions, and they let me down. Um, they just, you know, they're that team that likes to let you down no matter what. So, but you know what? They they didn't let 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 us down all by themselves. The uh, Vikings ended up winning too, so that wasn't okay. as big of a deal. But yeah. you know, the, but all those games were close. So uh, the Redskins won, which we needed anyway. But yeah, you know, it's if it sucked that they looked so good their last game, and why didn't they play that way before? But whatever. Giants fans questions. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't want to get too much into football, but, uh, you know, I, at least now I can watch the playoffs and not be stressed out all the time uh, like I was last year. You know, I can just sit back and enjoy. I'm rooting for the Seahawks. Same here. In case anyone was wondering. Uh, I'd like to see the Broncos go because I like Peyton Manning a lot. So yep. um, I know Idaho Jake is a Ravens fan, so. You know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing them do well too. So yeah, the Ravens are my AFC team. The only team I don't want to see go anywhere are the Patriots. Yeah, other than that, or I wouldn't wouldn't care. It, yeah, it's nice to have some new new blood in there too. You know, the Forty Niners. Seattle have been bad for uh, except for last year. Seattle's a new team in there. Minnesota, has been Washington. Bad. Wash, yeah, Washington. So wait, so the Broncos did make it? They yeah. did. Yeah, they ha- they were the number one seed in the AFC, right? Yeah, they were thirteen and three. Yeah. I'll be cheering for them. When do the playoffs start this weekend, or do they get a week off? This, this weekend. This weekend, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. The top, what, four seeds got uh, a bye? A, a first-round bye. They're the top two seeds in each each conference. So they they all they got buys for the first round. So the round. Broncos are off. Right. Mm-hmm. Broncos and cool. Patriots and 49ers and not Packers. Packers play. No. We'll see. <laughs> no. What's the other team in the NFC that has the first round by? Um, right. Oh, Falcons. Falcons, yeah, they they are really good. Yeah. So tell you what, that uh, Packer Viking game is going to be a good one. If you can see yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and they play two weeks in a row, which I thought was funny too. A rematch. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, what was he? Nine yards or nineteen yards away from the record for rushing yards in a season, most rushing yards in a season. Yeah, nine yards. That's crazy. Yeah. He had like. 35 carries that game so at least they gave him a chance yeah um he they were going down the field with like two minutes left it was their like two minute drill but they kept handing the ball off to him and he needed like 60 he needed 60 like 60 yards and they had like 65 yards to go to get a touchdown really so if he had broken one got a touchdown then he would have gotten the record but they ended up getting down to like the eight and they ran out of time, so they had to kick a field goal. So yeah. he, didn't, he didn't quite, he didn't quite, or the ten, wherever they were, he would have been able to have enough yards if he had broke one and scored a touchdown. I would have been cool um, to see that. I like yeah. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I do too. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about the Giants is uh, I was happy to see their um, fullback Henry Hynoski get a touchdown. Uh, that was his first first ever NFL touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's nice to see those guys who. He, he's a blocker. You know, it's nice to see those guys get the ball once in a while and, you know, have him score his first yeah. touchdown. So that was cool. Fullbacks are one of the most crucial positions yep. that people overlook. Yeah. I feel uh, like. Yeah, least. blocking, definitely. Um, and then the only other thing I wanted to talk about is I sold my Xbox, which I tweeted 
the other day. I, I retweeted as the thumbstick athletes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Figured I, it was crucial information. Yeah. I, uh, I'll i talk about – there were some games that led to my decision to, to sell it, and I'll talk about those during what we played. Yeah. So I'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah, it's gone. I don't miss it. I, I wasn't really playing it anyway. It was a glorified Netflix machine <laughs> um, and not a good one either, as I've talked about. Uh, move the Roku into the living room. Um, as our main like set top box, and then the Wii is the the Wii is getting used now again too. It's the Netflix machine for the bedroom, so <laughs> so the Wii Wii has been fired back to life. How did the How did the Wii withstand the the hardware sale, the hardware fire sale? Never thought that would happen, huh? I don't know. <laughs> no, still got well, the Wii. I mean, part of it is not really worth anything. No, it's absolutely not. When I was going to trade mine in, I forget what it was worth. It was like $35 or something like that. And you're at that point, you're just better off keeping it. I sold it to Will for 30 Oh, I, there you go. I literally have not even touched it since I bought it. There's actually a couple games I do want to play for the Wii, so I, I'm not going to get rid of mine. Will, you should give Dan Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, you can do that if you want it. Yeah, I'll probably try that. There's up for a meaty RPG. Yeah, and then there's a couple... There's two other RPGs that I wanted to play for the Wii. Last Story. Last Story and... Uh, Fragile Dreams that oh, I was talking yeah. about, the post-apocalyptic game. Yeah, that, that, I saw a little bit of that. It looks cool. It does. Um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Anyone else have anything they wanted to add before? Not really. All right, Corey, go ahead. No. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our main segment on our our main segment, 2013 Games Preview, right after this. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to episode 76 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are doing our 2013 games preview. As we said before the break, uh, at the beginning of the episode, there is quite a bit of uncertainty um, on the games release. The new systems are supposed to start rolling out later on this year, so um, there's not a lot of late titles that are supposed to be coming out. Uh, Also, one thing I noticed is there's not a lot of... I think even less than last year, there's fewer uh, new IPs than even there was last year. I want to say on at least in the first the first quarter, there might be two or three, and they all seem to be indie games. Did you notice that, Corey? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get a lot of a lot more indie games, you know, throughout the year that we won't really know about until they after come they out. come out. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, so there's that, but I'm with you. And it's weird because it's always like, I feel like a lot of AAA trilogies were completed and now it's just like, you know, whatever else you, you Leftovers, you got. yeah. Right, yeah. Like the Gears of War game, I mean, okay, I don't know. There's a hand, there's a couple reboots in here too. We'll get into um, it, yeah. A couple reboots, a couple spinoffs. Yep. So. Okay. Uh, let's get started. These two games are actually, the first two games on my list have already come out. The first is Retro City Rampage, which is supposed to come out January 2nd, which was yesterday, for the Xbox Live Arcade. A uh, game came, came out today named Unchained Blades for the 3DS. Uh, did Retro City Rampage come out already? It did, but it just came out for the Xbox Live Arcade. Where was it before? PC, PC? PSN, and mobile, maybe? Huh. Um, it, it, it did come out in either October or November last year, and then just came out for the Xbox Live Arcade yesterday. Yeah. 
Uh, next on the list, January 8th, Anarchy Reigns for the PS3 and Xbox 360. That seems to be a beat-em-up type of game. Nothing I'm remotely familiar with. Uh, January 15th, Devil May Cry for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, uh, DMC, if DMC, you will. DMC, yeah. Uh, I got... I... The way we do this is, you know, we we talk about our topic and then we both, we, everybody kind of does looks their own. up what they want yeah. and kind of does their own thing. So what I did was for some of the bigger ones, I got into a little bit more. Uh, I don't know exactly what you have, Dan. Do you want me to just go with what I have when when you announce these or what? Yep. All I wrote down was title and uh, systems and date. Uh, okay, perfect. Yeah. So uh, Devil May Cry is, if you don't know. Uh, there's a hack and slash beat 'em up from Capcom, who's a publisher for PS3, Xbox 360, and Windows. The developer is Ninja Theory, uh, which did the Heavenly Sword games. But this Devil May Cry is actually an alternate Devil May Cry reality, a little bit different from the the other Devil May Cry games. Uh, and actually, Capcom told Ninja Theory, the developer, that the game design should be different, slightly, to appeal to a younger demographic, which kind of sucks. Uh, and it's also, it was also designed from a Western perspective. Um, so you, you, you're playing as a version of Dante, not the Dante that, that people know and love. And that, you know, that really set a lot of people off. Uh, but a lot of, uh, a lot of video game publications are, are optimistic about the game. They, they've played it and they say, yeah, it's different, but it's, it's a good game. So look forward to it. And I guess there's a playable demo out, came out on November 20th. Oh. Um, so if, if you're interested and are afraid of what the new Devil May Cry is, uh, just try the demo. Try the demo out. Whenever I see DMC, I think DeLorean Motor Company. Is that DMC? Is that what that is? Yeah. I didn't on know the that. Front of, on the front of the Back to the Future DeLorean. Uh. Yeah. Always gets me confused. Um, oh, I should say, all this in- information that I wrote down, I got from the Wikipedia page, too. So if you want to... Go more into depth about what games are coming out, or, or see the schedule for yourself. I think Kotaku actually had a calendar with all the game release dates out too. Their calendar so, was awful. Oh, was it? Yep. Did it not have a lot of stuff on it. I didn't look it, at it. It was missing a lot. Uh, okay. It, I guess the original post didn't even have Nino Kuni on it. Oh, okay. Which is coming out this month. Yep. I was going to say that's the next game on my list for January twenty second. Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch for PS three. Yeah, RPG, uh, Namco Bandai published. The developer is... I'm actually really excited about this game. So Mm -hmm. The developer is uh, co-developed between Level 5, who did the White Knight games, which are games I've always been interested in, uh, but they didn't review, uh, you know, and the the feedback I've been hearing wasn't good enough for me to actually buy one. Um, So while they've interested me, I've never actually played one, but they look like cool games. And uh, also co-developed with Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, or however however you pronounce it, I don't know. Uh, and that's the legendary animation studio that did a lot of the Miyazaki films. Oh, okay. Like, like Ponyo and, uh-huh. and Castle. Uh, wow. I lost the... Uh, what's uh, Howl's Moving Castle? and uh-huh. yeah, A bunch of them. Uh, yeah, so the, there's actually also a DS version, uh, and the PS3 and DS version are separate entities, and I think the DS version is already out. Um, but the game does use the traditional animation style uh, that you're familiar with if you know the, the Miyazaki films. And essentially, you just you just play this little boy that has a book of spells, and it's this this pretty in-depth RPG, I guess. So cool. I'm really excited for it. Did you end up playing the demo for it yet? I still haven't played the demo. I wanted to do that before this podcast, but I didn't get a chance. Okay. But 
I don't really care. I'm probably still going to get it, if right. not just for the, the cool animation. Right. Okay. I like it that much. Excellent. Uh, next on the list, January 24th, Strike Suit Zero for the PC. Uh, this is an indie space flight combat game. Um, it's supposed to be in the in the vein of like a Wing Commander type of game. Uh, looks graphically pretty good. I was looking at some screenshots from it. Um, looks neat. It'll be one I'll keep an eye out, keep an eye uh, open for. Not necessarily a must-buy, but mm. it looks cool. I, I like that they're trying to re revive that kind of dead genre. Not necessarily dead, but uh, I think the last Space Flight game I played was Rogue Squadron for the GameCube. There's which was one many for years iPhone, ago. iOS. I can't remember the name of it now. I played the original one, but I think there's like a already a sequel out. Okay. You know those iPhone games. They come out with sequels every six months. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the name of it though. That was actually pretty good, but not, not like a Rogue, Rogue Squadron uh, kind of depth. Right. Yeah, it seemed cool. I guess there's a bunch of different ships you can have, and um, it's supposed to be a good story. So we'll see about that one when it comes out. Uh, next on the list for January 25th is Devil May Cry for PC. So it comes out a week later than its um, counterparts for or two weeks later, ten days. Is this the same Devil May Cry that people got all upset because Dante had emo hair? I have no idea. Maybe. Or was that Devil May Cry 4? I don't know. Eh, not matter. not really familiar with the Devil May Cry series, to be honest. Um, next on the list, January 29th, uh, Hitman HD Trilogy for PS3 and Xbox 360. I'm assuming that's uh, HD remakes of the Hitman, the older Hitman games. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, Hitman Contracts, and Hitman Blood Money. Okay. Cool. So, All in one tidy package. All in one neat little package. Okay, next on the list, into uh, February, February 4th, Fire Emblem Awakening for the 3DS. Um, if you're familiar with Fire Emblem games, it's a RPG. Tactical RPG. Tact- oh, it's tactical. Yeah, oh, that's right. Out. Fire Emblem is tactical. Yep, already out in Japan, and I guess is selling like gangbusters. So, uh, a lot of people know, say I, that those games are the reason that they have 3ds's. Is the Fire Emblem games? Yeah, I could see it, it translates well to that that platform. Um, and it will also have DLC, which uh, is the first Nintendo developed title to utilize paid DLC. Huh. So Nintendo acknowledging that the internet exists. Yeah, it's a big step. And some of those, uh, some of those DLCs, I think, already out in Japan, include Marth and Roy. So, ah. for Smash Brothers people that aren't too familiar with with Fire Emblem, you're probably familiar with Marth and Roy. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Cool. I get my 3DS game of the year. There you go. <laughs> get it out of the way right at the beginning yeah. of the year. Yep. All right. Uh, next on the list, February 5th, has a couple titles coming out. The first is Dead Space 3 for PC, Xbox 360, and PS3. Survival Horror, third-person shooter game, yep. uh, is the sequel to Dead Space 2, direct sequel. <clears throat> this one, the, the story around this one is the drop-in-and-out co-op, which actually allows for some really interesting gameplay mechanics, uh, but people are all up in arms because it's, you know, it's, it's the, the old argument that everybody's trying to make everything like Call of Duty, and it's too shooter-like and, and not in the spirit of, of Dead Space, less survival horror. More action. But I was I was reading about some of the some of the things that happened with that drop in and out co op, and I guess I, I'm not I don't know if the character is losing its mind or if he's suffering from PTSD or, or whatever I don't know. But 
there will be instances where if you're playing co-op, one person will see something that the other one doesn't. Huh. And for like a survival game, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah, yeah it, does. it does. It could be a lot of fun. Like somebody could just start shooting a wall and you'd be like, what, what, what the are hell are you doing? doing? That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you never know if what you're seeing is real or if it isn't. I don't know. It, it sounds like it could be fun. That's and uh, sorry. Go ahead. That's um. did you ever play? Oh, it was a GameCube game. That Jade was like Empire? that. No, it was like that. It w- it would mess with your head a little bit. Like things would happen that. Prince of Persia. No, 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 no. It was um, ah. I know you're e- Eternal about. Darkness. Eternal Darkness. Yeah. That had that similar, although it wasn't co-op. I think adding the layer of co-op to that makes it that much more interesting. Yeah. Know? And playable demo out January twenty second. So if you're on edge, play the demo. Mm-hmm. I like that they put out demos. Me too. All right. Next on the list. For J- or February 5th, I'm sorry, is Fist of the North Star, Ken's Rage 2, PS3 and Xbox 360. It's a beat-em-up, I guess. I didn't read up on that one. Also on February 5th, Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time for PS3 and Vita. Anything for that that's one, a, Corey? That's, no, nah, that's, a, that's a PS3 exclusive, yep. though, so that's, mm-hmm. that's always fun. Uh, February 10th, Brain Age, Concentration. Concentration Training for 3DS. Brain Age games, you, everyone knows what those are. Uh, February 12th, Aliens Colonial Marines for PC, PS3, Xbox 360, and Wii U. Corey, anything for that one? No. Negative. Uh, uh, also on the 12th, Earth Defense Force 2012, or 2017, I'm sorry, for PS Vita. Pro Evo Soccer 2013 for the 3DS. Sonic and All-Star, All-Stars Racing Transform for the 3DS. I thought that came out already, too. It might have uh, for a different system. Could have been. I don't are you, know, are you thinking of uh, Little Big Little Big Planet Karting? No, I thought that Sonic game was. Our, I could be. I don't know. I don't. The Nintendo stuff is just beyond me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although I wouldn't mind having a 3DS. I really wouldn't. No. Uh, Aliens Colonial Marines is supposed to be a big, big release, AAA type type of title. Um, the the only thing I know about that one is about the multiplayer. Uh, apparently. The multiplayer is the the Marines versus the aliens, and uh, the aliens can invis. Oh, cool! I don't know and sneak up on the Marines, and the only way to to be able to win as Marines is by uh, having really good teamwork and sticking close to one another. Uh, that's the only way you can kind of combat the uh, uh, ability to go invisible with the aliens. I'm not, I've actually never seen an aliens movie, so yeah, I don't really know what any of that stuff's about. You got to see Prometheus. Well, Prometheus is supposed to be a prequel, right? So I can watch that and then watch the Alien movies. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I didn't know it was an Alien prequel okay. until the very end of the movie, and okay. I was like, "Wow, this movie's great!" And then I saw that, and I'm like, "Yeah, maybe this movie wasn't so great." <clears throat> oh, it took away. Silly. It took away from it. Uh, that I don't is know a prequel. If it took away. Like I, I love when they kind of do that stuff. Right. Uh, but it was just kind of awkward how it how it happened. Okay. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah. But, it's... yeah, I went in not knowing it was an Alien prequel. Okay. And was very surprised. Nice. All right, February 19th, Crisis 3 for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Crisis? FPS. Yeah. FPS. Uh, sequel to Crisis 2 takes place 24 years later. The player controls Prophet, who is returning to New York City. Kick some ace. Yeah. I never played any of the Crisis games either. 
I never did either, but that's the the that's the game graphic enthusiasts yeah. go yeah. back to, right? Crisis yeah. 2. Yeah, I think even Crisis 1 is still considered to have good graphics even today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to play Crisis 3 on my computer, but I pro- graphics are... I was going to say, I probably will once I once I get around to getting my new graphics card. Yeah. You need a good one to run it on. High. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to get a 660 Ti, GTX 660 Ti. Is that good? Yeah. I don't know the models very well. Yep. It's a good card. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, the next game is also on February 19th, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for PS3 and Xbox 360. Action uh, Metal Gear spinoff focuses on uh, Raiden. Raiden? I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I know the character. Uh, focuses on his fight against terrorism, taking place four years after the events of Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. Uh, so it would be 2018 in, in the game. Big emphasis on what they're calling the cutting system, which allows the player to slice enemies and objects on very specific geometrical planes. Oh, that's cool. I wonder cool. if there's going to be a kind of PS Move incorporation incorporated uh-huh. somehow. Uh, and apparently virtually any object object can be cut, which is which is kind of neat. And, and Raiden's a really cool character, too. I, a lot of people are really excited for that game, and I didn't get it, like even watching demos for it. But um, I guess if you're into the Metal Gear franchise then you'd you know you'd obviously be interested in but that that cutting thing sounds pretty cool actually i don't know if if part of the enthusiasm is just how great of a character raiden is yeah i don't know i because like i said i'm not familiar with the franchise i i played i think the last metal gear solid was metal gear solid was the last metal gear game i played for the ps1 i think he's he's really he's really cool what you should do is uh look up cutscenes from metal gear solid Four guns of the patriots with with raiden okay it's it's pretty badass. He he loses his arms and still manages to kill a whole bunch of people. <laughs> That's awesome. his arms. He's a cyborg. Okay. Um, but re- really really good character. Nice. I guess the gameplay in the game is really great. This is just from what I read. I didn't play it, so I don't know. But it doesn't uh, feel like a Metal Gear game, uh, which makes sense considering it's a different different type of game and also a different developer. So okay, I can understand that. But I wouldn't let that deter you away from it. Cool. All right. Uh, February twenty sixth, Dynasty Warriors Seven Empires for PSN. You gonna be getting that one? Will I know you're a Dynasty Warriors fan? Probably not. No. I'd probably wait for eight. Well, you don't have a PSN or PlayStation anyway. That's true. That filth, Dynasty Warriors. I mean, I'm, I'll look into the eighth <laughs> one. <laughs> About the seventh and the sixth. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, also on the twenty sixth, Etrian Odyssey four. Legends of the Titan for 3DS, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus for the Vita, and Rayman Legends for the Wii U. It's one of the bigger titles for the Wii U. I'm still here, guys. I just had to turn my video off. That's fine. Because uh, starting to get a little bit of delay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had a little bit for Rayman. Mm-hmm. Platformer, uh, published by Ubisoft for the Wii U. It's a sequel to Rayman Origins, uh, which is interesting considering... It's a platformer with a sequel. Similar gameplay, run, jump, and kick, and punch your way through all sorts of crazy levels. Uh, Has more Rayman, Glowbox, and the Teensies. Murphy? I'm not sure who Murphy is. I did play Rayman Origins, and I really liked it. I'm not sure which one's Murphy. I don't know if he was even in it or not. But you can control Murphy with the gamepad through the touch interface as sort of like a ancillary part to the, the people playing with controllers. Okay. 
And it was actually it's actually one I would re- really consider uh, not necessarily buying a Wii U for, but you know, if, if you I have had a Wii, U, Wii U, definitely I would probably get it. Yeah. And I would probably I haven't played it, but I would probably recommend it to people. Okay. Uh, just because of how much I like Rayman Origins. Right. So. Okay. Next on the list, February 28th, Might and Magic Heroes 6, Shadows of Darkness for PC. Still making those games. Yeah. Uh, A lot of them are on sale on GOG.com for pretty cheap. I was actually thinking about, I played one of them. It might have been 3, Might and Magic 3. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of Might and Magic Heroes, you know what you're going to get. March. Castlevania Lords of Shadow, March 5th, I'm sorry. Castlevania Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, 3DS. I'm not sure. I played Castlevania Lord of Shadows on the PS3. I'm not sure if it's just a port with some added googly goops or if it's actually a different game. Yeah, I don't know. I can neither confirm nor deny Mm -hmm. whether it is. Right. Also on March 5th, MLB 13, the show for PS3 and Vita. Eric is probably not going to be getting that one. No, he wasn't a fan of the no, last one. He, wasn't a f- he traded in after like a week, didn't he? Yeah. So he probably would not be getting MLB, MLB 13. Uh, SimCity is also coming out on March 5th for PC and Mac. I'm really pumped for that. I don't know about you guys. You know, I I was really looking forward to it. I don't like the fact that it's going to be on Origin. Well, yeah, mm. here, I, I got some stuff on it. Okay. Uh, so if you don't know, if you've been living on a, under a rock... Well, I guess if people, when was when did last SimCity SimCity two thousand? Was uh, there one after that? I probably, I don't know. Wow, isn't it weird? Two thousand was thirteen years ago. Yeah, I'm sure there's been one out since then. Okay. I well, that's I the last one I remember anyway. Right. Uh, but if you don't know, SimCity is a city building sim published by EA. This one will be out for Mac and Windows. Uh, they're utilizing what they're calling the glass box, which is a new simulation engine, which is kind of, it's one of those things that when you see it, you get it, but it's kind of hard to explain. But basically every animation and, and thing that happens in the game is produced dynamically as a result of a bunch of individual objects developing a behavior of some point some 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 sort and in the best way like the, the the moment it clicked with me was when they described like a traffic jam uh, a traffic jam wasn't just uh, something the computer numbers decided happened uh, it was a result of each individual person you know going to work and in in that resulting in a bad traffic jam mm-hmm. and, and the an- the am- animation isn't just that it's it's a result of you know a bunch of people getting in their cars and trying to go to work and all of a sudden you have a traffic jam right it's a, it's a lot more organic than you know behind the scenes number crunching that's cool which does sound pretty cool and again you, you kind of got to watch the the video that explains it to, to really get it um but the other cool thing about it is the multiplayer component mm-hmm. i guess regions can house multiple cities including your friend cities which i think is pretty cool i don't i didn't look into what kind of interplay there would be between the two cities if any but i do know that there is a world economy in the game based yeah. on supply and demand so i assume there's you know trading and, and and shipping in and out and that kind of stuff yeah i think the that if you're like neighboring your friend cities that they do have an effect on your city i think i read that someplace like if you have a very crime-ridden city, like some of the cr- <laughs> some of the crime will spill over into into the neighboring cities. Is this free to play? 
No. 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 The free to play one is out on Facebook. Don't play it. No. How much- SimCity Social, that's what it was. Okay, how much is this going to be, do we know? It'll probably be 50, full, 60. Yeah, full, full PC price. Uh, also, many resources are finite, which I guess is different from past SimCity games. So if you focus on one resource and build up your city on that one resource, when it runs out, you're going to have a collapsed economy. Hmm. You're going off the fiscal cliff. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. What you doing? Uh, but like Dan said, the kicker, always online. Yep. Uh, outages of more than three minutes will damage your game state, so you better make sure you don't lose internet for three or more minutes. Yeah. Still not sure about it. I'm fine if they, you know, if you want to have an online game, but they should also have an offline mode. I agree. I just think that's There's no that's reason necessary. not to. Right. Really, it's I, I don't get it. I don't understand why, like, why are they so opposed to throwing the select few people who who want and need to play it offline a bone. Right. It's sad. But anyway, it sounds like a really ambitious game if they pull it off and everything works together. I yeah. think it could be pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, it did win a lot of E3 awards, so it's definitely one to pay attention to. I was going to sign up for the beta, but you have to have Origin, and I wasn't ready at the time to have Origin. I probably will at some point because I want to play the, through the Mass Effect games on PC. Um so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's it's one I'm interested in too, I would have to say. Uh also on March fifth, Sniper Elite V two for the Wii U. And then Tomb Raider, the new Tomb Raider reboot for PC, PS3, and Xbox three sixty. Flip my paper here. Tomb Raider. Yep, do you have anything on Tomb Raider? Yeah, action adventure platformer, if you're unfamiliar with Lara Croft, uh published by Square Enix. It's a reboot of the series. I didn't realize it was a, a full reboot. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, you still play as Lara Croft, and it kind of explores the origins of, of Lara. Mm-hmm. The E3 trailer, which is really the only thing I'm familiar with about the game. I haven't been following it too much. I'm not I'm not a big Lara Croft Tomb Raider guy. Uh, but it showed, you know, environmental destruction and other interactivity with the environment. There's, there's stealth combat, uh, QTEs, and I guess some parachuting. Mm-hmm. Which is cool, but you know the story around that game is the attempted, quote unquote, rape controversy, which yeah. it turns out wasn't really a rape. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see even if it was an attempted rape in the game, as long as it's done tastefully and makes sense, like to the story. You know, it doesn't have to be graphic or anything, but it, it it is an event that carries a ton of weight and can really help develop a character in, in a narrative. Right. Uh, so I don't think just the just the fact that there might have been an attempted rape in the game is offensive. It's not offensive to me. I don't know why it would offend other people. Uh, you know, I don't know. That's my take on the whole thing. But anyway, it turns out it's not even... There's no physical anything. It's just there's a moment in the game where there's they, a guy... They, they allude to it. Yeah, there's, there's a, a, uh, a guy who's holding Lara prisoner and things get really weird for a little bit but she ends up killing him before anything even happens right and i guess you know from from the perspective of the game developers that was their maybe rape's not the best word but uh potential future rape i don't know whatever yeah but it's whatever it's it's no need to no need to throw throw a fuss right uh actually the the tomb raider reboot has has me kind of interested uh, it seems like it's going to be at least more interesting than the the previous Tomb Raider games. 
I haven't played a Tomb Raider, I don't think, since Tomb Raider 2. Um, but they, you know, they weren't very good games. But this one seems a little more story-driven than the other ones. Uh, and, I don't know, graphically it looks good. Well, that's what I'm going to wait for and see how it, how it comes out, you know. Yeah, it's just, with, with me, and I've said this about a lot of games, like, I can't get into action-adventure games if yeah. there's not any kind of RPG right. element to go along with it. And that's why I couldn't really get into Uncharted. Right. Um, you know, people would argue that there are some RPG elements, but not not to the point where I, I would enjoy it. Well, there's not that immersion. Right. And immersion something I, I really need from a game anyway. Sure. I think the only one, and this isn't even really fully action adventure. Uh, the only one I really liked was Metal Gear Solid Four. Right. But there's just, there's so much more to that game than a, a linear action adventure game. Right. Okay. Uh, March twelfth, God of War Ascension for PS3. Dan, just briefly, yes. uh, I did read, and I don't know if this was old news, but that the South Park game was probably going to come out March fifth. Oh, did you? I thought it got it got delayed. Oh, so March fifth was the was the original, and then it got delayed. That was the original. It got pushed back okay. to probably May. Okay, yeah, because I wasn't sure yet. if that if that was was the delayed date or if it was before that. So. Yep, push back. Okay. Mm. Anything for God of War? Oh yeah, third person action adventure published by Sony. Uh, not big on the God of War games, but it's a prequel to the series. Focuses on Kratos. I guess shortly after he kills his wife and his child. Uh, is the first God of War to feature multiplayer, which which is, I guess, kind of a big deal for this game. Up to eight players in the multiplayer. Uh, the mode is Favor of the Gods, which I guess players run around capturing points, killing each other, setting traps to kill each other, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Which I think could kind of be interesting. Uh, there's not too many of these type of these type of games, you know, third-person multiplayer games that, that aren't shooters. I can't really think of any. Overlord. Multiplayer? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was that's just that's just one. It was crappy. Yeah. Absolutely. There's not too many of them out there, and and if the the gameplay for multiplayer is as good as the single player in in God of War, I think I think it'd be pretty fun for people. Yeah. At least so. a temporary distraction until the next Call of Duty comes out. Yeah, sure. And the God of War is coming out in March, so right. it's lots of that's lots of God of War time. Right. Uh, also on March 12th, Hyper Dimension. Uh, Neptunia Victory for PS3. Uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. And StarCraft 2 Heart of the Swarm for PC and Mac also on March 12th. Uh, military strategy game published by Blizzard. It's actually just an expansion pack for StarCraft 2. Uh, and it's part two of, I guess they're doing a trilogy, so it's part two of the StarCraft 2 trilogy. 20 New Missions continues the story from Wings of Liberty. It takes place two years after Wings of Liberty, which is the original StarCraft II. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also seven new multiplayer units, and they're cutting out three, which I tried to, to find out which three units they were cutting out, but I couldn't really get a straight answer. I guess the, the Zerg Overseer is one of them, and the Protoss Mothership and Carriers. Again, I, I never played StarCraft II. It's all gibberish to me. But I just thought it'd be interesting to to report what the the ones they were cutting out were. Uh-huh. I'm familiar with the mothership and the carriers, but not the overseer. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I found they were cutting out, and I guess it's all a balance thing. They'll still be in the single player, but for multiplayer, because they're including new units, I guess it's easier to cut out some old units. I don't know. Okay. 
All right. Uh, March 13th, Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 3 for PS3 and Xbox 360. Uh, Naruto. Cartoon. Yeah, if you if you like Naruto, uh, there, there, there's a game coming out for you. Uh, moving on, March 19th, Dead or Alive 5 Plus for the Vita. And then also on the 19th, Gears of War Judgment for Xbox 360. Third-person shooter published by Microsoft. It's a, the prequel to the franchise that we know and love. Features Damon Baird. Is that how you say his last name? Mm-hmm. And Augustus Cole as the protagonists. Uh, don't know much about the story. I don't really care about the story. I don't know, Dan, if you have anything to report on that. I don't know when it's supposed to take wise. place, but I I would have liked to have seen a game during that would took place like on or like during Emergence. The first emergence of the locusts. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's. I think this one surrounds why um, Marcus Phoenix was in jail at the beginning of the first one. I think that's what it's supposed to, or it's maybe be, maybe before or shortly after Marcus Phoenix is in prison. Don't they maybe? show him in chains? Is that am I thinking of the right thing? Yeah, that that's the cover. I think is is Baird in chains, right? Will, do you do you remember? Not I think I think the cover has Baird and like handcuffs. Baird. So I think I think it does surround why why they all went to prison. I, that's explained a little bit in the third game, but maybe there's a more game more. surrounding that. Maybe yeah. Kinky. Yeah. Uh, new multiplayer modes. Yep. Overrun and free for all. Uh, I guess in free for all, they're cutting out the down but not out trademark. For that, which uh-huh. I guess kind of makes sense uh-huh. if you're in a free-for-all. Definitely. Um, that's the one game I'm going to miss out on for not having a 360. But, you know, if Eric gets it, maybe I'll borrow borrow his or play it at, you know, at Mom and Dad's on Wolves Xbox or something. It'll be out for PC. Oh, will it? Do you think? That's one of my guesses. Oh, okay. If it's not a next-gen title, it'll also be out for PC. I, hope I mean, so. the, I, why wouldn't Microsoft do that? I don't know. I don't know that. I think the only. I think Gears of War one and two. I don't think three's been out for PC. No, it isn't. That's that I know of. It's surprising. There's yeah. no reason for them not to not to put it out for PC. Especially with how easy it is to port things back and forth from the 360 and the PS or the Xbox 360 and yeah. PC, not PS3. Especially if if there's uh, Xbox 720 or whatever announcements between now and then. Right. The re- the release of that game, I think they should absolutely put it on a PC. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I hope so. That'd be great. Save me the trouble or having to buy it and and backwards compatibility. You know. Yeah. Whether or not they have that in the new system or not. Nope. No. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, moving on. March twenty second. Resident Evil six for PC. Uh, obviously, that's just the console version moved over to PC. And a pass. Pass definitely a pass. Um, March 24th, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Gates to Infinity for the 3DS. Right. Yeah. Pokemon. It's one of those more focused Pokemon games, right? I played Mystery Dungeon. Did you? Yeah. Good? Uh, from what I remember, I really liked it. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a little more focused than your gathering type of Pokemon game, Gotta right? Gotta catch them all, yeah. I think the Pokemon are act like characters, and you gotta try and collect them to. I don't know. Actually, ignore me. I don't know. So it's a little more like the show than the than the games are. The uh, other Pokemon games, because the you know Pikachu has his own personality and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to watch that all the time. Me too. But I anyway. never get into Pokemans. 
Pokemans was great. It was great. Still is great. Shin Pokemon. March 26th, <laughs> Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel for PS3 and Xbox 360. Also on March 26th, Bioshock Infinite for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. Maybe. Maybe. Might get pushed back again. Oh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And then the last title coming out on the 26th is Final Fantasy XI, Seekers of Adonlia. Oh, That's funny. Adonlin. For PC and Xbox 360, which surprised me because isn't it out for PS3 also? Uh, I would guess. I would think so. Hmm. I didn't look at anything of that. But we can't just skim over Bioshock. Yes, we can. No, go ahead. We, uh, no, we can't. Shooter shares only gameplay and themes with the previous two games. They they said there's no no connection to Rapture. No connection, but at the same time, uh, Ken Levine won't say whether it exists in the same universe or not. Right. Uh, which why why would he why would he you know pigeonhole himself like that? Right. It's not important really. Uh, it's set in 1912. You control Booker DeWitt trying to rescue the character Elizabeth from the floating continent of Columbia. Uh, I mean, we could probably write a book about the setting of that game and the themes and metaphor and all that crap, but I think everybody's better off just playing it. Yeah. I would say it's probably a must-play next year. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the only thing I wanted to bring up was the 1999 mode, which is, I like that they call it 1999 <laughs> mode, which makes your decisions in the game more permanent and can possibly require you to start over from a previous save if you corner yourself. I love that. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah, that, there's not enough of that sort of thing in games nowadays. The added light layer of difficulty, and not just making like the enemies harder to kill, it's actually making it more so like you can screw your game up permanently. You know, playing yeah. playing older games, you run into that a lot. And like I said, it's not necessarily a um, better enemy AI or they have more armor or hit points or whatever. You're your own enemy. Yeah, exactly. You, you you make mistakes and then you pay for it by not being able to finish the game. I like that. That's, That's really great. cool. Yeah, that, that is great. And speaking of difficulty, Dan, you, you kind of just touched on it. This is an aside, but I hate how in games to raise the difficulty level, all they do is like handicap you. Yeah, and make the or make the enemy tougher. Right. It's, it, it's, it's not even better AI. It's just giving them more hit points. It's mm-hmm. cheap and artificial way to uh, make it more difficult. And that's what always bugged me about Civilization. I don't think I think Civ Five got away from that, didn't it? I don't know. I I only played I played one game on the regular difficulty or I don't know one of the lower difficulties and then one like two difficulty levels up and it was quite a bit more hard. But I didn't I didn't finish that game to to you know go back and watch the replay to see if they started with more than I had or you know the had double the resources or whatever than I had. I didn't yeah I didn't finish it to go back and check that out. Or they get that. like modifiers right depending on what difficulty you choose. I hate that stuff. Yeah. And I know it's it's easy. It's an easy way to do it, but it's cheap. It's very cheap and artificial. Yeah. Okay, I've only got a couple more hard release dates here. Um for the second quarter, April 23rd, Dead Island Riptide for PC, PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, I didn't write anything down about that one, which I don't know why. It's the only one with a hard release date that I kind of skipped over. Yeah. Uh big release anyways, yep. any, anyways, but you know, more more Dead Island. Uh-huh. Uh, also on the 23rd, Star Trek for PC, PS3, and Xbox 360. I know nothing about the Star Trek game. 
Usually officially licensed games are crap, but you never know, I guess. The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a few. There's a, a paradigm few, shift. There's a few gems in there. I the don't know. The Star Trek I care about this year is the movie. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie, wait. too. It's going to be cool. Uh, also in the second quarter, May 7th, The Last of Us for PS3. Survival horror action adventure game, uh, which to me is kind of an oxymoron. Survival horror action adventure. I don't know. I, I, I don't think those... The more they try and make a game action-y, the less of a survival horror it is, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. just my own twisted thinking. But, d- yeah, developed by Naughty Dog, uh, who developed Crash Bandicoot, Uncharted. Big, two, two big titles right there. Uh, follows two survivors, adult Joel, who's controlled by the player, and young Ellie, who is AI. Uh, focuses on gunfighting and a melee and cover system. There's dynamic stealth, uh, which means there's multiple ways to approach a situation and multiple outcomes, which to me just seems like isn't that isn't that just good gameplay development and, and, yeah. and AI yeah. stuff. Uh, but anyway, the plot of the game, I didn't know anything about this until I read about it today, but what happens is a fungus infects humans, uh, and at the same time, nature is overtaking cities. So all the survivors are quarantined, and Joel has to rescue Ellie from one of the quarantines. And meanwhile, during their escape and, and afterwards, they have to avoid the infected people who tried to spread the fungus to other people who aren't infected, uh, you know, other hostile humans that are just out and about, and the regime that's quarantining them. So uh-huh. they have at least three enemies right there. I'm sure you can add the environment as a, as a fourth enemy Wow. Kind of on their own. But I guess the game was inspired uh, from an episode of Planet Earth where... I've heard about this before, but there's a parasite that infects the brain of an ant. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, when it does that, it kind of takes over the ant. Yeah. So Last of Us explores the implications of that same kind of parasite taking over humans. Okay. Which is really kind of cool, in my opinion. Yeah, it, was, cool. it was a huge award winner for E3 in I was going to say, it, kind of, well, it was one of the games that stole the show at, at E3. Yeah. And they want to emphasize that it's not a zombie game, but it's a love story about a father and daughter relationship. So, okay. sounds really cool, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if I'll get it. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, that's one that like is like Resident Evil Six. I think wowed a lot of people at E3 um, because of the cool trailers and action. But really, you have to see how it plays. You know, once it comes out. Yeah, I guess something yeah. like that. Uh, new IP though, that's a that's a positive. Yeah, one of not the, too many of those. One of the PlayStation games that I'm jealous that I don't have a PlayStation. Yeah, that's one of them too for me. Uh, the last one that I have that has a hard release date, at least that we know of for right now, is a quarter three, August thirtieth, War for the Overworld for PC, Mac, and Linux. Uh, now what that game is is it's a, it's a dungeon creator, and you play like a evil underworld. I don't know, God person i guess and you have to you make a dungeon and you try to entrap heroes that try to enter your dungeon and i don't know maybe come to kill you i guess but you you know you train your minions and build your dungeon and traps and set up the traps to kill the heroes that that come in into the dungeon to try and find you or take over your dungeon which i thought was a really good idea seems pretty cool it's a kickstarter game and uh, made by indie developers yeah looks good and peter molyneux approves yeah he he did he gave it his blessing uh bl- blessing good graces i don't know but whatever he, you want to call it yeah i guess he got a lot of or he he encouraged people to fund it too i yeah. think he did that too 
So that that seems like a cool game. That'll probably be, that'll be a a game that I get when the when the time comes. So. Yeah. All right. Uh. Well, we're a little over an hour in. We could probably save the games that don't have hard release dates for next week's episode. Yeah, if if that's if that's how you want to do it. Yeah, we'll do that because there's quite a few that we have okay. to cover. So yeah, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with uh, feedback and roundtable discussion right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 76 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast, our 2013 games preview. We are now in our feedback segment. Uh, We got a voicemail, so I will actually play that first. So here we go. Hey, guys, what's up? This is Chase, and I'm giving you kind of what your list was for um, the Thumbstick Athlete Dummies Award stuff. So I'll do, you know, I just pretty much used your list, put my own games on them. So here you go. So this might be kind of long. I don't know. Might shorten it out or something. Dude, I should stop talking then. Uh, 2000's 2012 game of the year, I put Rayman Origins because I played that a lot on my PS Vita, which is actually the reason I really played it. It was a lot of fun, had a lot of good times with it. The runners-up were Sword and Sorcery and Bastion uh, because I never really got around to playing them. And Actually, I got around to playing Sword and Sorcery, just kept playing that over and over again because I really like some games like that, and that game is super amazing. It's for the iOS, I'd recommend picking it up. It's actually on the PC, too, so... Yeah, best co-op game, I put Borderlands 2, because I played that with my friend Fox, he has a weird name, um, and fucking really enjoyed that game, actually, that was really fun. The runners up being Halo 4, because that only lasted about four hours for a co-op experience, which was short as hell, and Torchlight 2, which I never got around to actually beating, but me and my friend were playing it on hard, we just never got around to beating it. Uh, best competitive multiplayer, these games, uh, this game I don't, no one even brought up, which is Natural Selection 2. It's for the PC. It's really, really fun, though. You play as a marine or an alien. Alien is the, um, like, you know, they can go on the walls. They can bite us and morph into other kind of things, like a flying one or one that can kind of bleak around. And then you can play as marines who get different weapons and stuff. And you, then you just rely on your commander for each side. They'll build you objects which let you increase your stats. Like, let's say the marines now get more armor. The aliens can now run faster. You know, rely on them. You got to communicate. It's a really good teamwork-based game, which you don't see a lot of like really real teamwork game. Like if you are working together, you're fucked pretty much. A runner-up being Halo Four for obvious reason and Primal Carnage because dinosaurs, dinosaurs versus humans. A lot of fun, but very stupid. Uh, best mobile game was Persona Four Golden. Runner-up being Dragon Island for the iOS and Ten Billion. Uh, for Rainy Day, again, Persona 4 Golden. I'll go into why I like this game better, more why. And then runner-up being Planet Side 2 and FTL. Biggest surprise was Max Payne 3 because Max Payne 3 was super fun, had a great story, had no glitches. I mean, that game was smooth as hell the whole way through. Ran like butter, played like butter. Story was just grimy and dirty and just nothing good, really, except for Max came out of it. And it's it's awesome. I really enjoyed it. Uh, next was Sleeping Dogs, because I didn't think it was going to do it, but I'm like, come on, went from, went from Activision, you know, got switched over to Square Enix, like, oh, that game's not going to do too well, comes out, had a lot of fun, a lot of good times, a lot of a very nice story, and was overall a very enjoyable game. Uh, the next would be Far Cry 3, because from what I saw of it, I thought it was going to be really shitty, compared to the already kind of a mess of ideas Far Cry 2, which I enjoyed, but was still just kind of a mess of a game, um, so, but came out, super surprise. 
games I wish I had played was Walking Dead because it's praised out the ass, but I have not yet played it. Or ended up being XCOM because it seemed pricey and I heard there were a lot of bugs for it, so I was like, eh, I'll just stay away from that for a bit. And Dragon's Dogma because it's for the consoles, and I'm like, I don't need to play on the console, I got a PC over here. Suck it, Eric. Um, guilty Pleasure being Primal <laughs> Carnage because it has dinosaurs and humans. I mean, the game's not the best, but it's, you know, it's still fun to play, but, like, you're like, you know, like, I'm, like, I'm just saying, like, I'm gonna play it because there's fucking dinosaurs, and you're killing them, or you can eat people as dinosaurs. And that's the only reason I'll ever play a game. A big dinosaur fanatic for some reason. Biggest disappointment being Ass Assassin's Creed 3 because it's downright shitty, and I think it doesn't look good, runs like shit, um, main characters are boring, Haytham's more interesting when they're too, I mean, Haytham is just a lot more interesting than Connor, who's just fucking, god, I hate that character, um, that game is just really boring and stupid, I haven't seen really any Porter. Winners up being Far Cry 3, being my most surprising and most disappointing, and Eric, if you, since you're probably gonna review it later, you said, You'll get to one part of the game where you'll just the game will just you're like why the fuck did they even make that choice and then the gameplay just starts spiraling downwards and it just feels worse and worse. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and Call of Duty because I this is what happened actually this actually was gonna make my list with Assassin's Creed Three stole it pretty quickly. Um, I was playing it and I was like man I don't, I don't expect much from this all right it's, it's not gonna be that great you know it's, it's Call of Duty Black Ops Two. Get in there, I play the campaign, I'm like, wow, the campaign's actually really fun. The story's, you know, not the best, but still intriguing at best, you know. You're having a good time with it. You're following it, and you're like, oh, man, look at these multiple choices people could have had. I mean, I'll, I'll, I might play a little bit more of this later. You get to the multiplayer, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not a big multiplayer man, probably. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't too great, but, you know, whatever. Then you get to the zombies, and you're like, oh, this is really shitty. This is Dead Island shitty. And I was like, <laughs> oof. This is not what I expected. So, I pretty much turned off. Uninstalled it from my computer and was like, oh, I'm not going to play you again, and that's what happened to it. Um, under the influence, I uh, have a nerve disease in my leg. If you're on my Twitter, I usually just complain about it randomly throughout the day, especially when I'm in school, and I usually take uh, pop brownies illegally because fuck yeah, that shit calms everything down. But it's, you know, I still get the residual pain, but I'm usually just more calm and not like freaking out about it. So under that, I play League of Legends because it pisses everyone off, all my friends especially, because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, even though I've played like a thousand games, I'm still kind of in like a recesses <laughs> in my mind of like not paying attention, they all get pissed off me. Or Gary's Mod, because there's certain game types in that, where I like, one of you got, one of your teammates, you're all like, you all look the same, but one of you is trying to kill each other. And I got, and I'd always get a knife and stab my friend in the back and start giggling like a little schoolgirl. Everyone be like, "All right, everyone just kill Chase because he's the fucking traitor." And I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." It's a lot of fun with that. Uh, least likely to play is Towns. It's been greenlighted on Steam, but I've heard it's not that much fun. It's kind of like build society kind of thing. I'm like, "Fuck that shit," kind of thing. Uh, best new IP. I think IP is kind of like you can build more games off it. So I usually take IPs as that, even though it's not really like that. It's just kind of how I interpret it for some reason. Uh, best new IP would be Sleeping Dogs. I could see a lot more games coming off that. I could see a lot more fun stuff with uh, Sleeping Dogs. So I, I would definitely buy I'd buy the sequel to that. Uh, Runner up being FTL. I could see a lot of FTL sequels and Kingdoms of Amalur because well, that game's gonna you know it's pretty good. And the game of the year, that's where I ended off at here, is, uh, I'll go with my number three, it's Max Payne 3. Ha, huh. um, Max Payne 3, that really blew me away, I thought it wasn't gonna be that great, and it was amazing. I, I replayed it a bunch of times to gain it, so people are like, it's unreplayable. And I'm like, oh damn, well I played through like four times already, and if you, you know, 
whatever, it's just awesome. Uh, number two and one have been switching the whole entire time. I picked number two, which hasn't appeared on any of this shit, actually, is Journey. Journey is a single-handedly one of the best gaming experiences of this year, hands down. It's two hours I probably won't forget, I have ever forget, from gaming. But number one is Persona 4 Golden, because that game is damn good. I never played the first Persona 4 series, and it just came out on the P PSV, so I considered it a new game, pretty much. Jumped right into it. Was blown away, pretty much. The voice acting is spectacular. You play as just uh, a speechless character. He doesn't talk at all, except for like when you like, bring up prompts to talk. And you are uh, trying to solve the mystery of why people are getting murdered in Inaba, a little Japanese town. And you just play, and you just kind of play as like a little teenager who's there, and you just go to school, and then like it's a, and it all manages like social aspects of life, like answering regular old school questions or hanging out with your friends. But doing that increases their ability to fight in the RPG style of the game when you're in the castles in the nightmare world, and it gets super, super cool. And all the characters are fleshed out. If you hang out with them, you understand more about them and their personality, so you understand them more. And you, when you maybe if you get out an answer, you understand your understanding will increase. You have like little stats that you increase randomly through reading books or like eating rotten food, and your courage will increase. It's, it's crazy. It's unique, and it, it feels like a complete step forward in RPGs I didn't see yet. And I think it's probably one of the better games to ever come out. Uh, just honestly, this year or any time probably when it first came out, I don't understand why this game was not more known. I don't know how it's not more known. It's, it's amazing. I'd, I'd recommend picking up if you have an old PS2 just laying around, buy Persona 4, or if you have a PS Vita, which I don't think any of you guys actually do, uh, buy Persona 4. It's super awesome. I, I'm deciding where to, I'm probably going to play through it again after I beat it for like the second time or third time. I feel like I changed so many things around. Be like, oh, well, this time I'll hang out with Chie instead of Yosuke, or I'll hang out with you know, like Kanji and Chia instead of, you know, Yosuke and Yanaharu. It's it's super awesome. And, like, then there's weird stuff you'll never see in a game. Like, like oh, I'm trying to get... I didn't know I could hang out with this guy at all. And, oh, I didn't bring this with me. I didn't bring this persona with me. Ah, shit, now I fucked up. And, you know, reload. And you're like, oh, well, that doesn't matter, does it really? I'll just, I just want to kind of listen to the story a bit. And play, th play through the first time without a walkthrough. And you'll be like, oh, well, this is, this is kind of weird. And then you go through the walkthrough, you just find so much more stuff. It's so cool. I really enjoy that game. I'd recommend it to anyone. Sorry, this was a little longer than most. My fucking squirrel just ran across my roof at like 2 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck? Um, sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, so, yeah, uh, sorry this was really long, but those are all the shit, whatever, I gave. Uh, curse words and such. All right, see you guys later. Have a good rest of your holiday kind of styles. Uh, whatever, bye. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for that, Chase. It was long, but, you know, that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll let it go. Uh, he actually mentioned a couple games that I've been wanting to bring up because they're actually on a lot of people's lists for, um, for you know, Game of the Year or, or you know, stuff to look out for. Uh, Persona 4 Golden um, is actually a very well-received game. Um, it's, you know, one of the games that if you have a PS Vita, you should definitely have that game. Did he say it was for PS2 also? Yeah. Okay, so it was on it was on PS2. Um everyone that has that game loves it or anyone that I've seen that has played it loves that game. Um it has been on people's game of the year lists or, you know, top 10 games of the year uh lists and it's a very very well received game. Why isn't it out on PSN? I don't know. I you know you would think they would maybe they have plans to do so. I haven't heard anything about that. Maybe it's just like a novelty thing like a farewell PS2 kind of Maybe uh, like a re-release on the on the Vita. Maybe that's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I mean, especially with the the attention it's getting for how good of a game it it is, you would think it would be on PSN. Maybe at some point this year, who knows? 
Um, Max Payne Three is uh, another game that that he's brought up several times about you know uh, with it being a good game. Uh, yeah, it's one I'll probably play this year. To be honest, maybe over the summer when uh, the, when the the gaming slows down a little bit for me. Uh, what else? Natural Selection Two. Uh, I, I've heard a little bit about that. I know I know people do do like Natural Selection Two. Uh, I, I don't know that much about it, but pe- people do seem to like it. Um, best new IP, Sleeping Dogs. That's probably a good choice. Because it didn't have a... Wasn't it the original Sleeping Dogs when it was a, the game that was supposed to be before? Wasn't it a sequel to something? True Crime. Yeah, it was True Crime. True Crime. Um, but when, when, yeah, when it went over to a new publisher, it kind of became a new, new game, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And uh, good on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's better for it. Um, I, I think if Activision jettisoned that game, it was probably pretty bad. So, you know, Square Enix did a nice job of picking up the pieces and, and making a, a good game out of it, at least from what I hear. As I said, I haven't haven't played that one. Um, best game from 2011 that you played in 2012, Rayman Origins. Corey, I know you like the Rayman games. It's a good choice. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think, didn't that come out in 2010? I don't know. Rayman Origins. Doesn't or- matter, Rayman- either way. Oh, Rayman Origins. I'm thinking of Rayman. Wait, what's the one for the Wii U? That's Legends. Out. Legends. Okay. I guess I was getting that confused. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Primal Carnage. That's one I'm not familiar with, but apparently it's dinosaurs versus people. Yeah, I, honestly, I know nothing about that game. I'm, I'm, I will look it up after the show and 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 see what it's all about. Uh, Disappointment, Assassin's Creed Three. I can totally see that. I'll talk a little bit more about Assassin's Creed Three later. Um, least likely to play Towns. I'm not familiar with that one either. It's on Steam Greenlight. I'll look into it. Like I said again later. Uh, best new IP. Oh wait, I did that one. Sleeping Dogs. Uh, yeah, Max Payne Three, Journey. And then Persona 4 Golden for Chase's games, Game of the Year. Yeah, those are good choices. Mm-hmm. Really good. I just want to commend the, the voicemail itself. Yeah, that was a that well, was a, that was a feat. Well put together. And, and it sounded kind of good, funny because everything he said, it's, it, 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 it wasn't just, you know, awards. It was more of a, like, it just kind of recapped the year in a lot of ways and yeah. a lot of the, the crap that people dealt with and a lot of the undiscovered stuff that, you know. Yep, because there's 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 always that sort of stuff that you know. Obviously, we didn't get to play everything, and yeah, well done, well done, sir. And I agreed with him on a lot of stuff, so that's always helpful. <laughs> right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so thank you for that, Chase. We appreciate it. It's, uh, it's, it's funny. It, it sounded great too. Like I said, the the voicemails that come in through our actual number, um, you probably want to leave those short. But if you're gonna send a, a little bit of a longer one, you know. He probably recorded it on his his actual like microphone and stuff that he uses for his videos, his YouTube videos. So that, that sounded good, you know. It like the voicemail is a little bit crackly and stuff. So, so thank you for that too, Chase. But go I want to jump in and say uh, we recorded this episode on I forget the day. It was like the twenty third. That episode, game of the year. No, it was after Christmas. Oh, after Christmas. Yeah. 28th? 27th. 
Yeah. 26. I, don't I don't know. It doesn't really matter. But it was funny because uh, seeing how we did it, and then I went back, and Will was with me. We listened to Giant Bomb's Game of the Year episode, and there were a lot of similarities, just chance similarities. It was kind of funny. It was pretty entertaining to hear. Like what? Be- because, well, their first award was 2012's 2011 Game of the Year. Oh. And Will and I are like, wait a second. And then they did the two runners up like me and Corey did. And oh, okay. Then, and then two a winner. up for every award. <laughs> All right. Well, I. Did I suggest that? That topic? That category? I don't remember. I think it, was, it was me right before the episode, wasn't it? Yeah, we were, well, we were all sitting here trying to come up with last-minute topics for whatever. because yeah, we had, like, eight or nine already, and we wanted to just get a few more to flush out our, our lineup. Yeah. So we added a couple right right before the end. And was that one of them, or was that one that we had had before? That, that was, was added, added at the last second. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But it was just an honor to, to, to know that we did some things oh. similar to the pros. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we are the pros. That's true. I like are, to think of myself as a pro. We are the pros. Um, you know, we we also wanted to do some Razzies. We didn't want to just do good, good categories. You know, we wanted to Change call up. call attention to games that let us down or or just well, suck. You know, and the, the VGA awards are so boring. Like best Xbox game, and then they'll choose like a multi platform game. And it's yeah, like, that defeats is, the purpose. It doesn't. It doesn't inspire any spirited conversation. Right. No, because after that one, we were just like, okay, whatever they picked, I guess, you know. Yeah. Other than a little bit of argument over the game of the year, the right. Walking Dead. Right. Well, we we still did game of the year because it's an interesting. Uh... Right. Well, I I mean their specific choice for game of the year spawned right, some discussion. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, let's get our emails up. Okay. Uh, Twitter feedback. Um, from Chase, this is why I have an affinity for podcasts such as uh, Mana Tank and TS Athletes, that's us obviously, and Giant Bomb because it's just dudes talking about games. Really, that's all we are too, is dudes talking about games. That's all we have ever that, wanted to do. That was the goal for the podcast, is just to make it seem like you're you're sitting down with a group of friends and just talking about video games. That was our kind of our, our goal at the beginning. So just that's some appreciated. Dudes. Yep. Uh, the next one is from W. McKeska on Twitter, who says, This year I'm looking forward to Cooking Mama 14 for the Wii and PS2. Me too. Can't is wait. that a Can't... joke at my expense? That is a joke at your expense, I would have to say. <laughs> Cooking Mama 14. Uh, on to Facebook feedback. This is from Michael in Minnesota. It says, The 2012 Thummies was a good episode, and it was fun to hear some of the picks. My top three games of the year are... Hang on a second, I get a cough. <coughs> My throat starts to tickle at this time of the episode. Tickle. Yeah. Uh, his number, Michael's number three is Crusader Kings 2. His number two is Football Manager 2013. And his number one is Mass Effect 3. Yeah. So there's a vote of confidence for Will's, Will's uh, Game of the Year pick. Literally everywhere I looked, Mass Effect won nothing. Really? Yeah. I didn't see it anywhere, and I was like, I must be the only person. No, I don't think so. I... My whole take on the thing is, no matter what way they ended it, they were going to upset somebody. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and a lot of people don't like it because of the DLC stuff is another thing, which yeah. to me, I don't think, I don't, I don't really care. I, I like DLC as long as it's well done DLC. Mm-hmm. And people argue that Leviathan wasn't good DLC and they kept it out on purpose. And and uh, Javik, the other character, people said that the, 
he was important to the story and he should have been there. Right. But and Giant Bomb gave him top three characters of the year. We should have done characters. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about it either. I would have picked Javik as one of them because Javik was awesome. Maybe next year we'll do characters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad to see somebody out there agrees with me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Corey, you played Crusader Kings too. I know you said it was a handful, right? For me, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, I, I see the beauty, but it's just it's just not not for me yeah well he had he had mentioned in an earlier episode that it was a new it was an addiction for him at this point was crusader (laughs) kings too and i actually over the holidays i saw it on amazon for i think i saw it for 10 bucks at one point but for the most part it's been 20 over the past like week or so (coughs) and i've been really tempted to buy it really tempted just 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 do it man just dive in well i know but like i've bought so many games off of steam and gog the past month, month yeah. i have probably 15 games in my backlog now that i have to play same here on pc <laughs> i've got a huge backlog of 2012 games that were showing up in a lot of lists that i didn't get around to yeah two of them I actually i'll talk about in what we played i, okay. I didn't get to play uh just just the last couple days so i'm excited to talk about them but sounds good yeah there's there's a lot of games i gotta get caught up on and this is the time to do it really uh yeah Minus the fact that I have to play Guild Wars for a few hours every night, I've 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 curbed my Guild Wars addiction. I, I've yeah, I noticed. I, I disallowed myself from playing. That's probably a good idea. I should I should take one night or two nights out of the week to not play Guild Wars. Yeah, and and I feel like I'm a better person for it. <laughs> Corey, I don't want to hear that kind of talk. Well, it, it got it got to the point where I didn't want to do anything but play Guild Wars, and that's a, that's a scary place to be for any kind of game. Where nothing sounds better than than sitting at your computer or wherever playing a game. I don't know what you're talking about. Especially if you're on a podcast where you have to play multiple stuff. That's when, my only problem. <laughs> when eating is secondary to <laughs> actually, video game. I honestly think that's a good weight loss tool because seriously, when I sit down to play, like especially something as involved as Guild Wars, I don't even I don't think about food at all. And you know, I I meant to mention it during my. My uh, my week, I guess, uh, that I'm starting a diet again. Um, and playing video games is good for it because I don't think about food when I'm playing because my brain is so focused. I don't notice I have to go to the bathroom or <laughs> I don't notice I'm hungry, which is that's a that's a good thing. So, yeah. So you're uh, not consciously starving yourself. Right. I'm unconsciously starving yeah. myself. Subconsciously, right? Subconsciously, yeah, yeah. I've also heard uh, get a one of those bikes you sit back on and just fucking pedal. Well, I'm going to because I can't run because I'm too heavy, so I'm going to walk on the treadmill and watch television shows on the iPad. I plan on watching an episode of Battlestar Galactica and then an episode of a 20 minute show, either South Park or Futurama or something like that. Hell yeah! And walk for a little over an hour. So like I said, I'm a little too fat right now to to start jogging and hurt myself again. I don't want to do that. I'm excited. You're you're talking about Battlestar Galactica. Don't you wish the, those shows that you really love? Don't you wish you could experience them, them experience them all over again for the first time? Yes, Firefly. I'm yeah. almost done with, and I love it. But I'll talk. I I will have it Firefly finished by next week, and I'll talk about it a little bit more. But anyway, back back to Michael's uh, Facebook feedback. Uh, he said, the number of hours I've sunk into those games is scary, uh, meaning Crusader Kings 2, F- Football Manager 2013, Mass Effect 3. 
I would I would I would say that Assassin's Creed 3 was the most disappointing. It's a good game, but it never grabbed me. In other news, that shows that some publications need to stick to celeb gossip instead of video games. Entertainment Weekly named Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning their second worst game of the year. Corey and I saw that in uh, the Walmart in Rockford. Oh, did you? Yeah, we're like, what? That's retarded. Yeah, it is. I just can't. I'm, that's a bad pick for second. What was their worst game? I don't remember. Do you remember, Corey? Oh, man. No, it's going to bug me. I got to look it up really quick. What that's publication? Fine. Entertainment Weekly worst game of 2012 yeah um i'm with you on assassin's creed 3 being disappointing i'll get more into it later i've heard that from everybody yeah uh well it was so hyped and yeah. the setting was so cool well you heard it from me what you heard it from me heard what from you it's disappointing oh yeah he we're did. talking about assassin's creed right yeah, you there's, said, you there's said, a few people that have thought it was disappointing. A lot of people think yeah, it's disappointing. No, it's not, a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Entertainment Weekly's number one worst game of 2012 was Resident Evil 6. Okay. Yeah. So so that's no surprise, but Kingdoms of Amalur does not deserve to be second to... No. What's three? Three is I Am Alive. I didn't play that one. I didn't either. Well, keep going. Uh, Four was licensed Connect games like Harry Potter and oh. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kingdoms of Amalur does, nef- does definitely not deserve to be uh, on that list at all. And, and five is Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden Three. Okay, so the fact they couldn't pick one licensed Connect game. <clears throat> what about Steel Battalion? Yeah, that was atrocious. What's uh, What's Kingdom of Kingdoms of Amalur's uh, a Metacritic score? Do you know? Oh, you can look it up, I guess. I think it was it was mediocre, like se- like in the seventies. Reviewed. I feel like with a lot of this stuff, you get the initial wave of reviews, which are a lot more surface level. Yeah. Uh, and then as time goes on, they either you know, go up it, or down. It'll go up or down depending on the actual quality of the game. I noticed that with the Hobbit a little bit. Yeah. Hobbit first came out. It was I think it was in like the forties, but I think it's it's up into the fifties, if not sixties. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. And I'm just saying that because I really like The Hobbit. Yeah, it's at 58 now, but it was I think it was much lower okay. originally. Um, what am I looking up again? Kingdoms of Amalur Metacritic. Oh, King- because I, like, you 81. know. What's that? 81 on PC, 80 on Xbox. Yeah, that's that's pr- uh, pretty, pretty good. I, I think I gave it an 8, maybe, yeah. um, for my score. And, it, like, it was a good game. It, it wasn't, like, a great game. But uh, especially the how well the game controlled, I, it's definitely not deserving of second worst game of 2012 at all. But I think we can all agree on that. I, it I it mean, was a we, good game. We have to read their their justifications, but well, the fact that like what was number four? The Connect games. The, well, the Connect games. Yeah, the fact that they were on after it, like Connect Star Wars and uh, Harry Potter. Well, yeah, Harry Potter, and then it was second to Resident Evil Six. That's dumb. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you, Michael. They should stick to celebrity gossip. All right. Let's see. Just briefly, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, <clears throat> Reckoning. This is their justification. Built on a mountain of bargain Tolkien cliches, Amalur was a passion project for World Series pitcher Kurt Schilling, and the game's failure was so all-encompassing that it sank his video game company. Okay, so they didn't do their research there. 
because it, bad management was what sunk the company, not not the failure of the not game. The, not the failure of the game. Right. And and, think, and sorry, uh, sinking all the money into their MMO when they didn't, uh, you know, they spent that money before they even made it off the of Kingdoms of Amalur. Yeah. So that's well, the title of this management. Review, the review of the game is Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning Review: Fifty Hours of Mediocrity. And they gave it a C minus. Yeah, I disagree. In, in the full review at the time of publication. Right. Yeah. So. I think we can all disagree with that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion. They're just wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thank you for that, Michael. Moving on. Uh, we put on our Facebook, happy 2013 to all y'all. What 2013 game are you most looking forward to? Idaho Jake said Tomb Raider and the new Xbox 720, I hope. Uh, Travis said I re- I'd really like a new UFC game, which I know that they will be coming out with because EA just purchased the rights to the UFC game. So instead of being made by, was it THQ that they were made by before? Yeah. They're going to be made by EA now. So yeah. there will definitely definitely be one every year one not much different than the year before probably we're into that cycle now yeah and then uh michael in minnesota says the last of us and football manager 2014 i think we can all agree last of us looks pretty sweet yeah definitely um and then travis put on our facebook just got done listening to the thummies episode and i'm a bit sad i can't believe no one picked super metroid as game of the year not one game that came out in 2012 was as good as Super Metroid, and I can promise you that not one game in 2013 will be as good either. Hell, Super Metroid is my game of the year every year. Now, Corey, I think you were the one that went and played Super <laughs> Metroid, right? I did. Sorry. That's okay. It was a pop-up. Pop that was oh, priceless because it said no as soon as Dan asked I, that question. I was like, did I say that? And it's <laughs> echoing? What, what's happening here? Yeah, I went back and played Super Metroid, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. Game of the year for 2012? Uh, yeah, I think a little bit of nostalgia weighs into that. I mean, if I could make Final Fantasy VI my game, game of the year, year every every year, I would. Right. But, no, Super Metroid is a great game. Okay. Still holds up really well. If you get a chance to play it, anybody, I would, I would recommend it. Maybe we should have next year for our thummies a retro game of the year. Game of the year. Yeah, like and that. have it be an actual retro game, like make it so it can't be any newer than what Nintendo sixty four Super Nintendo has to be two generations ago. Yeah, two generations. So that'll be. What if the new consoles are that out? Would, that would be well. That's just it. They probably will be. So it'll be. It would be Super Nintendo, wouldn't it? And PS one. No, it'd be PS one and, and sixty four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sixty four. Not I said Super Nintendo. Yeah, PS one sixty four. And Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Those were sweet. It's funny, in 20 years we'll be talking about Halo 4 as our retro game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, agreed. So thank you for that, Travis. We will. I still need to go back and play Super Metroid, Me and I will. I will. Uh, Andy on Facebook says, I hope you athletes had fun for the holidays. I tried to relax as much as I could before having to go back to the grind of employment. Highly recommend you try out Retro City Rampage on Xbox Live Arcade. I played the trial and enjoyed the crap out of it. So many nods to old school 8-bit classics as well as just about everything cool in geek culture from the past 20 to 30 years. I would also love to hear more on Far Cry 3. 
It is one of the games I've been considering to purchase with my Christmas cash, so I really want to know if it is worth a purchase now or if I should wait until the price goes down a bit. Also, I uh, was exploring Reddit tonight and found some interesting articles in the Halo subreddit. Uh, the first being possible info on the next Xbox, and the second is a walkthrough on how you set up a computer and Xbox on the same network to play some Halo 2, the greatest multiplayer game I've ever played. The links to these articles are on our Facebook page. Oh, I think Eric must have wrote that when he was compiling feedback. So we'll do we have to repost those? Or are they on there? The links? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cor- with you. Corey, you know how Facebook works. Do we have to repost those links? Repost which links? The Reddit links from Andy. I don't know. I didn't see the original. Okay. Uh, I don't know if he like. I don't know how Facebook works. Once again, so we could tweet. Him. Um. Yeah. We'll 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 find him and tweet him. We'll have to remember to do that because a lot of times I say, "Oh, I'll put that on this and put this on that," and I forget. I've still been meaning to take a picture of my Xbox, post it. Oh yeah. That you told me to do when I got it. There's that. <laughs> uh, second one. Uh, oh, keep up the good work, Andy G from Cre- from Greeley, Colorado. So thanks, Andy. Uh, oh, oh, uh, the Far Cry thing that he asked. Uh, oh yeah, I've been wanting. I'm, I'm going to start playing a lot more of that game. Uh, Chase brought up that at one point though, the game or the story, you know, you're more like, what the heck is happening? And the gameplay, you know, spirals down. I've heard that from some people. I know on Giant Bomb they said that at one point. Um, so I'm going to try and play more of it and have more to talk about for it next week. Okay. So I mean, yeah. As of right now, I'd say yes, buy it because it's awesome. Uh huh. The holidays were uh, an extraordinarily busy time, and I didn't get to play a lot of games either. Yes, yeah, I don't man. think any of us really did. Yeah. Nope. Um, it was. Just... I played a lot of Magic: The Gathering. Same here. <laughs> I finally got my deck yesterday. By the way. Oh, did you look at it? Uh, yeah, I just had time to look at it, and I didn't get to play with it at all. Did you look through your booster pack? Yes. Did you get any rares? Mystic uh, rares. I got two. I think I have two rares. Ooh. Two gold ones? Yeah, no mystic rares. And then a, a few of the, whatever the silver one is, uncommon. Yeah. Uncommon. Yeah. So, but anyway, uh, thanks for that, Andy. Our last piece of feedback is from Idaho Jake from Facebook. I got to move my laptop closer. It's a little bit small. There we go. Uh, hey, guys, off topic, how did you do in fantasy football? I got third. Who do you guys want to see in the Super Bowl? And who do you want to win? I would like to see the Redskins and Ravens with Ray Lewis getting one more ring before he heads off uh, in the, into the sunset. In my eyes, I think Rage still has the still has uh, the best graphics, but it was so damn short. So on that note, if you do, if you see uh, the next consoles having those kind of graphics, but with Skyrim length game. So on that note, do you? Oh, do you see the next consoles having those kind of graphics, but with Skyrim length games? Uh, first, fantasy football. Um, as I said kind of briefly before uh, or during my week, um, I was in the finals for both my fantasy football leagues. I ended up winning one and losing one. Um, the one I won was against my wife, um, <laughs> oddly enough. Uh, but that was also the one that wasn't for money, so that was kind of stinky. The one that was for money, for money, I ended. I did end up getting money for second. I think I got twenty bucks for finishing second which I can't complain, but the person I played against, <clears throat> excuse me, put up 193 points against me. 
Holy crap. 193. Like, a couple of her players had 30 points. One of her players had 40 points. That's unreal. I got my ass kicked. Wow. So, uh, I think I ha- I think even, uh, I think I put up 138 points, which is pretty good. It was a, like, higher mid-range score for that league for that season, but... Uh, 193 is by far the most I've ever seen, and of course it was in the championship game against me. So, but she she did a ton of research on on players and picking up hot players and you know dropping the bad ones. So it's well deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, no no ill will. I would have liked to have won, but money. What can you do? Yeah, next year, next year. Um, and we should say that the the league you won in, uh, you beat me in the semifinals. I did. You were the last year's champion. Yeah, defending champ. Yeah. Couldn't pull it off. I don't know. Did did I end up coming in third or fourth? I don't even. I didn't even look at my team after I lost to you. I didn't. Rem- I don't remember. I could probably call it up real quick. That's. I can get it. You got. You got other stuff. You got on your screen. No, nope, that was the last of the feedback. I didn't even make the playoffs. So. Oh yeah, I came in third. And boy, Corey, I beat the, beat the fourth place person. It was it was a hundred ninety three point two to one hundred thirty seven point nine five. Wow, even you even had a good yeah good week. exactly Not good enough. Well, let me bring up some of her players, and I even if I had been able to for whatever reason play all my bench players, I still wouldn't have won. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those type of one beatings. Of Nothing you could do. No, I don't know if I can bring up. She had Jamal Charles, who had 32.2 points. Marshawn Lynch, who had 25. Calvin Johnson, who had 29.25. Josh Freeman had 26. So, anyways, I got my butt kicked. So, Sorry, Dan. That's fine. At least you had a good matchup uh, in in the, the finals of the other league. Yeah. One, of our league. One that I could win. Both you and, and your wife had the best score that week in the entire league so it's it good to see a good strong matchup between the, the two champions oh did we we would have beat whoever you, you and yeah you the person beat anybody f- else that played that week okay that's that's a good thing uh no thanks to matthew stafford either <laughs> other than putting up a lot of yards every week he didn't throw that many touchdowns but as i said the lions have a knack for letting you down lions are the best five and 11 fans about that yeah yeah, they get they have a fifth or the fifth overall pick or sixth overall. Yeah, That's mind-boggling because they're not that bad. No, they just. I mean, they had a couple raw deals. I think the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving game, game they got screwed big time. It's like they were meant to lose that game because in yeah. overtime they got so close, like every time they just yeah. turn the ball over yeah. or something. Uh, okay, uh, who do you want? Guys want to see in the Super Bowl, and who do you want to win? Um, well, Seahawks Ravens Seahawks, and uh, tough call. I like Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, but it's also Ray Lewis's last year. Yeah, so it'd be cool to see him win a Super Bowl yeah. before he retires. So yeah. I'm gonna say Ravens. Okay, Corey, uh, Broncos and the Giants. <laughs> the Giants are gonna be uh, in the Super Bowl from the golf course. <laughs> well, then I'm gonna say Buffalo Bills. There you go. Uh, no, I, I've. I've started watching football this year by watching the Broncos. I think I watched the Broncos' first three games. Uh, as a as a fan of the elite quarterback family in the league, yeah, uh, it's fun to watch Peyton. Yeah. So, 
you know, I root for the Broncos. I guess I guess I'll root for them through the playoffs. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, I'm uh I'm also with the Broncos. I wouldn't mind seeing the Ravens go. I've never I've never disliked the Ravens. I, I like I like a lot of their players. Mm-hmm. Um so e- either them or the Broncos in the AFC and then in the NFC, as I said, I'm rooting for the Seahawks. I had a ton of their fantasy players on my teams. Um so they they helped carry me, especially the Seattle defense the past three or four weeks scored me a ton of points. Yeah, their secondary is awesome. Yeah. Too. So um I even had one of their one of their defensive backs that got suspended, Brandon Browner. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't drop him just because I had a backup, so yeah. I didn't end up dropping him. But he, he helped me a lot earlier in the season. That Adderall really helped him out. Yeah, must be. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Seahawks in the NFC and then in the West, either either the Broncos or the the Ravens. I don't want to see the Patriots go again. I'm tired of them. No. But it's good to see a lot of teams that don't usually make the playoffs. Yeah, make it. The Texans. The Texans. Um, the Broncos, I mean, they went last year, but they weren't stellar. This right. This year they're really good. Right. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, so someone different will be there. I wouldn't mind seeing the Redskins go either. That'd be um, cool. I don't have a problem with the Redskins, despite the fact that they're in our division. Uh, but I really like RG3. I, I suspect in a few years I probably won't like RG3 anymore because they'll have beaten our asses so many times. Uh, they're going to be the team to beat because <coughs> they're uh, rookie running backs on real too. Yeah, Alfred Morris had like 1,800 yards or something yeah. like that or 1,600. I don't know. He set a Redskins record mm-hmm. for rushing in his first year. It's like the two rookie of the year candidates are on the same team. Yeah. I felt bad though because I watched the Cowboys-Redskins game and you could tell RG3 was just not full speed because of his <laughs> knee injury. I think that happened against the Ravens. Yeah, it did. Was it the Ravens or was it like the Bengals? Maybe I don't I think it was the Ravens. Yeah, if I remember correctly. But he was not, not the same. Definitely, uh, he didn't have that getaway speed. He could still get out of the pocket and run for the sideline and get a few yards, but he he wasn't going to break away from anybody. I, uh, but he had a knee brace on, so that slowed him down quite a bit too. Yeah, I read a tweet um, saying that Robert Griffin, with his bum knee, can still outrun Chris Johnson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a fun game to watch, but yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the Redskins go either. Uh, Rage, uh, in my eyes, Rage still has the best graphics, but it's too damn short. I really liked Rage too. I finally gave you your copy back, so now you can play it. Eh, <coughs> I'll have to be pretty desperate to play something. Yeah, to probably play that game again. Who knows though? It does have great graphics. I'm totally with them on that. Mm-hmm. Uh. On that note, do you see the next consoles having those kind of graphics, but with Skyrim-like games? Um, I'm s- I'm still kind of torn about game life because I like a longer game. I don't like spending a lot of money on a really short game. Um, I think Rage is a good example for that. I think $60 for a game like Rage is too much um, because it was short. It was... 10, 12 hours tops. Yeah. And that's with doing just about everything. And the multiplayer wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I good. was, I never was interested in multiplayer anyway. Um, but at the same time, like, you can't have too many games that are super long either because people just don't have time to play them, you know? Um, Skyrim is a huge time sink. Probably people Well, love... Skyrim can be as long of a time sink as you want it to be. Yeah, no, I, I, that's kind of a bad example, I guess. I'm thinking more along, like, uh, what, what, Xenoblade, yeah. Corey. That's, yeah. that's a game that's probably too long. Yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Um, Skyrim's different because it's open-ended, and you can not 
beat the game and still get something out of it, you know, because there's so much to do in it. Mm-hmm. So, I think I like the idea of a long game more than the actual long games. I like knowing that I could potentially, uh, you know, sink a, t- a time into a character and customize it to the fullest and all this stuff. But when it comes down to it, I beat so few games that. I don't. I don't know if I really need a long game anymore. Right. It's like the idea of it. Yeah. Um. I. I mean. I guess it depends on the execution too. Like Borderlands Two was a long game. I played. I think it took me forty some hours to beat the, the main story. Obviously, it can be shorter if you don't do all the side missions. But I didn't feel like that game was too long at all. You know, I enjoyed every minute of it. So it's it's since I traded my Xbox, I don't have it anymore. But I will get it for PC. And you know, play through all the DC DLC and start a new character on PC. So, yeah, game length is it's a tough call, really. I don't know that they're going to go one way or the other. It'll probably be a, a mixed bag. Um, but I, I actually think games will probably lean more towards short, you know, in general. Um, but hopefully, the graphics are stellar. Although you don't need to have stellar graphics to have a good game, but it does help. Yeah. It's cool to see a game that's really awesome looking. Yeah. Uh, Halo 4 did that for me. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful game to look at. And Far Cry on the computer is incredible. Yeah. And Sleeping Dogs on the computer. Mm-hmm. And then there's games like Journey, though, that don't need. Right. Right. Stylized they, graphics. They can get along. Yeah, they can get along on style. Yeah. Okay. So thanks for that, Jake. Idaho Jake. That's it for feedback. Uh, two new Twitter followers, one new iTunes review, and two new ratings on iTunes. Wow. Let's That's save those. Five drinks. I won't be able to do all of them myself. And I don't have any alcohol. I didn't even think of that. Eric's not with you, so I, I don't have any alcohol here. Okay. Do you want to save them for the next episode? I'll do some of them. How about I do two, and then I'll save the rest for next episode. Push three to the next episode? Yep. I'll do the two new Twitter followers for this week. Deal. more of this mouthwash booze I look forward to finishing this stuff alright the Dr. Miguel cuts yeah mint alright first one ugh it's for your new homies Dan yeah I wish it was just like bad whiskey (laughs) I think that's what I'm gonna get is bad whiskey for this because this stuff is just not not good maybe on, mixed uh, on new year's eve i was with my girlfriend and that night i had i'm hearing myself echo i that's the worst how do i get rid of that i don't know magic um yeah on new year's eve i had bad champagne bad wine bad beer and bad liquor throughout the night Ugh. how messed up did that get you i was Hung over to the point the next day that I thought I was going to throw up until about 3 p.m. Ugh. You know where you, you can't even move? Yeah. Just, like, if you pick up your head, you get nauseous. Yeah. I haven't been that hungover in a long time. Long Common time. sense would tell you just to throw up, but I hate throwing up, so. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that doesn't always make you feel better. No. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it doesn't. And I was fortunate enough to have my girlfriend there, so I was like, I need a snack. I need water. <laughs> nice. 
Okay. They, they tell you not to take uh, like Advil or stuff if you're hungover, but it always helps me. Oh, it so, works. <clears throat> I re- I just read a thing on, um, I think it was Gizmodo about what causes a hangover, and uh, what like a lot of the reason for the headache is because your brain shrinks because it's so dehydrated. Yeah. And that yeah, painkillers will just take away some of the pain from that. It will. It's that, and your body's like going through withdrawal. Yeah. Because you poisoned yourself with alcohol, yep. and you know you're you're coming back to soberness. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah, and taking I don't I don't know who said that that you're not supposed to take like ibuprofen or Tylenol, but it's always helped me. Before yeah. I go to bed, I take like three three at, uh, ibuprofen and drink a big bottle of water. Well, maybe that that's helps. part of it. If, you know, you're dehydrated and you have no liquid in your system. It's probably not a good idea to take. It's bad for your liver or whatever. Yeah, painkillers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe if you drink a lot, but probably occasionally it's not going to hurt you. Right. Anything in moderation. Right. All right, uh, Twitter follower number two down the hatch. a boy. Ugh. <laughs> it's honestly tastes like mouthwash. Ugh. That should be a good flavor. Huh? That should be a good taste. I don't like that. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the, the cherry's not bad. I should have gotten cherry instead of that stuff. Ugh. Anyway, moving on. Roundtable discussion. Will, why don't you get us started? Yeah, sure. Um, my article um, on my Safari app loads. Dan, score update. Oregon's winning 22-10 over oh. Kansas State. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So my article is on Kotaku, and it's, of course, Penn State is leading EA Sports NCAA football 14 cover vote. Um, so they basically like the Madden cover for the NCAA games. They have, you know, they vote for, have fans vote for a team that they want. Yeah, and they put, in, like, a nondescript player on it. Yeah. No name, obviously, but, but the, you, the, you, the school is on there. Yeah, and you'll know what player, like, last, <laughs> last, uh... NCAA 13 was Robert Griffin the third yeah. from Baylor, and yeah. everybody knew. Right. Like, but uh, so Penn State is winning, mm-hmm. of course, and <laughs> the second place team is Kentucky, who was two and ten this year, and haven't won a huge bowl since 1950, I believe I read. Wow. And like the notable names are like Jared Lorenzen yeah. and Randall Cobb, <laughs> the hefty lefty. Yep. Well, Randall Cobb's a good receiver. He's pretty good, but like, there's no huge Kentucky name, right? Names, so they're a basketball school. Yeah, exactly. Actually, one of the comments in the article said to get John Calipari, right. who's the basketball coach, just put a a windbreaker on him and a <laughs> and a whistle and just ride that one out and yeah, see if it works. Go. But uh, I was just wondering what your, your guys' opinion because trolls. I mean, Kentucky having Kentucky that's a kind of a troll. Thing I think for people, it's funny. I, I think, think it's great. I think Penn State is also kind of a troll thing too. I was looking through the comments, and somebody said that they go to Penn State, and the Penn State students have organized this because they feel that just because the the students feel like that they're being brought down with, you know, the whole Jerry Sandusky thing. They weren't involved with this. Right. They, it's not the players and everything like that. Like they had no part in this. Right. Just because some coach that they had, you know, did this, they think it's wrong that they like their entire. You know, yeah, school I, is getting. I see their point. So, I, I really do, and I do too. So I was wondering your guys' opinion. Do you think that if Penn State does win, they should be allowed to have their cover? Yeah. Win? Oh yeah. I think so too. I don't. I mean, I I don't think you can have them win and then be like, oh no, we'll 
take someone else. But see, because everybody it's defeats the purpose of yeah, the voting. But everybody is like so against Penn State because of what happened, even though it wasn't like the students or the players' fault, right? You know, yeah. So I don't know. Penn State is fighting pretty much an uphill battle with everything. Yeah. No, I feel bad for the university. I do too. I really do. Well, I don't know. I don't know which is worse, the scandal or being on the cover of an EA game. <laughs> That's true. Because <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll bring the the NCAA football curse to the to the Penn State program. Oh, they don't need that either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that would be a bad thing. Uh, I kid. I kid. By the way, I certainly didn't mean what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, if they end up winning, I have no problem with them being mm-hmm. being on the cover. That's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I I sympathize with the with the students and the players. You know, the player the, their season this year meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's they had to de- suck as a player. They had a decent year too. Yeah, that's got to suck as a player. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, some people don't. It's not easy for them to transfer schools. I know they allow you to transfer if something like yeah, that happens, with, but with, with no. Uh... No penalty. Right. I know their star running back, Silas Red or something. I don't remember his first name, but his last name's Red, went to USC and yeah. was the best back over at USC or one yeah. of them. And that's that sucks for the school and the, yeah. and the program and stuff, just, just punishing for coaches' bad behavior. Exactly. And players like the quarterback, McGroin, McGoin for Penn State, couldn't transfer because he's a senior. Right. He'd have to go over to another school and learn a whole new offense and not be able to play. So, right. I mean, players who did want to leave got trapped there. Right. So, I mean, it's a really bad situation. You know there's going to be people, if they win, that are going to throw a fit over them winning. Yeah. And they're going to, you know, fight it every step of the way. And I just think that's unfortunate. Yeah. I agree. If the fans vote for Penn State or Kentucky, whoever it is. Who's just, Who's third? Didn't didn't read that far. Okay. Ithaca right. College, Ithaca. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Bombers. They're not even in the game. That'd be priceless if Ithaca was on there. But yeah, that, that was my article on okay. whether or not Penn State should be allowed to be on the cover. Uh-huh. Very nice. All right, Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, just briefly, there was a Kotaku article published today about how great the Final Fantasy Tactics intro screen is. Uh, title title splash and all that stuff. So just floating around on Reddit, I also saw today what makes a good title screen. And the poster, Indie Game Rid is the poster's name, asks, I have never considered this before. Some are more memorable than others. And well, some are more memorable than others. And while music plays a part, it must be more than that. And I don't believe it can be chalked up to nostalgia. What makes a good title screen? I just kind of... You know, I think we can all agree that the Final Fantasy Tactics title screen is is awesome. Yeah, in, in a lot of different ways. And I was just curious, what to you guys makes a good title screen? What are your requirements? I honestly think for me, it's just music. Yeah. If there's a good music playing during it, like you, we've talked about this before, but the Civ Four intro screen was awesome because of the the background music that was playing. Um, yeah, what was going on on the screen was kind of cool too, but it was all about the song for me. That's what triggers memories and stuff, you know, for me, is, is the songs from that sort of stuff. Mass Effect is another one yeah. um, that has really good a really good song in the background. And, yeah, the, the art on the screen is cool, too, but it's really, for me, is the, the music. Definitely. The top poster says a good title screen comes up right away, not after intermit. In, I don't know, some word. 
Unskippable vendor bullshit logos. NVIDIA ATI Intel with the bloody engine vendor, blah, blah, blah. Just show me the title screen in as little time as possible and put the focus on the continue game control so I can get in-game ASAP. Yeah. I think that's kind of the route I'm going to go. I do agree with you, Dan, that there's something to be said for a title screen that is Mm nostalgia-inducing. But... Just get me to the game. Yeah. Yeah. See the the powered by the well, I don't know. The the I was gonna say the powered by, you know, powered by NVIDIA or powered by Radeon. That that sort of stuff doesn't bother me. But at the same time, like I think one of the awesome things about Guild Wars is how fast you get into your character screen and into the game. Yeah. You know? It's it's almost no wait. Like the game loads, it loads right into your character screen, you pick the character that you want to play and within 10, 15 seconds of launching the game, you're in the game. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So that doesn't even have a title screen technically other than the the patcher that you launch when you first click the thing. That's, I guess, would be the title screen. But. Yeah. Interesting. I'm with you. I'm with you. What about you, Will? You got any? Not really, to be honest. I not... Haven't really thought about it. I honestly haven't. I don't know things that I like. I struggle to explain. I'm the <laughs> same way with music. Like I can't explain why I really like something, but like I know what I like. At the well, same time, I don't know. You run into the same situation that I run into. <clears throat> your brain works too fast, and your mouth can't exactly. can't keep up or or articulate what your tr- what your brain's trying what your brain's thinking. Especially if I'm in a heated situation, <clears throat> yeah. I always sound like an idiot. Yeah. I'm the same way, unless I unless I use booze to slow my my thinking down a little bit, or mm-hmm. yeah, slow my thinking down a little bit, so my mouth can keep up. <laughs> <clears throat> there has to be some sort of effect on you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't know. Getting into the game quick is cool. I mean, having good music like with Mass Effect or Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, yeah, yeah. The the Final Fantasy ones are good, always good. You know, Final Fantasy six for me is you know like i said because of the music mm-hmm. um that's always just what sticks out um to a lesser extent the the artwork of the the title screen but for me it's it's like 100 percent music i would have to say mm-hmm. and there is nothing better than booting up a game you haven't played in a, in a really long time and, and hearing as that, soon as that title yeah. screen hits you you're like oh yeah yeah and for me like i said once again it's it's once once I hear the music of a game I haven't played in a long time, yep. it's I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I'm sort of like that with Skyrim, actually. Yeah. When I boot it up, when I haven't played it for a really long time, like when I got the Dragonborn DLC. Yeah. I was like, ah, it's good to be back. Yep. Well, also, Dan, going off what you said, uh, one of the best title screens was Civ IV's with the Baba Yetu. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the, like I said, the artwork was cool. It was kind of standard, I guess, on the... Yeah title screen but the song was so amazing that you know that's something i'll never forget is playing that yeah. game i i guess that's a good point you know i'm starting to agree with you more it's it's the title screen is the gateway to the game that you're playing and if it can set that mood as as well as a game like civ 4 does right. uh, and in other games with with good music and and other other you know immersive things i think yeah. i think it's it's a good thing yeah and maybe, I maybe maybe i don't want to jump in the game as soon as possible yeah and i'm not i don't even consider myself to be a music person um as much as you know i would say will and Corey are both more music more music people than i am um but yeah something about music in in games and movies that i really like uh really really sticks with me 
definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> you want to be welcomed into the game. You don't just want to jump in. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, instead of parking at TGI Fridays uh, and walking in, you want a valet to park your car and have the hostess greet you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see where you're going with that. Sure. Huh? You, yeah, you want you want the mood set before you, before you start digging into your rack of Jack Daniels rips. Yes, and like I said, Mass Effect is another one with the kind of kind of techno sounding intro music when when you first like when the I don't know when the menu screen or title screen pops up. That's uh, that's another one that's really that like Gory said kind of sets the mood for the for the game what it's going to be about does a great job of that yeah i think it's mass effect one maybe mass effect two has something yeah, I, I think it's remember. Ma- i don't remember i think it's mass effect one that that's the one i really really like i can't even in the remember. song so yeah the music definitely for me all right is that everything i do declare all right i'm gonna hold off on using mine we're over two hours at this point so oh wow yeah so I'm, I'll, I'll save mine for next week. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and be right back with what we played right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 76 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in what we played this week. Um, I will go first, actually. Uh, I p- finished Halo 4. Finally beat Halo 4. Thank you. Good job, Dan. Thank you. Um, the campaign was amazing. I thought. I thought so. Um, it was. It was. I think it was the perfect length, which was good. It was. I think it took me. I would say eight to ten hours, um, but I played it on one difficulty below legendary. Heroic. Heroic. Um, so it did take me a little bit longer because I I died a lot. So I think that's why it ended up taking me eight to ten hours. I've seen you could beat it in like five or six. I think that's what I did it in. Okay. Um, I thought the campaign was amazing. Like I said, you really don't get a feel for how good Halo's graphics are until you play the campaign. Um, you can get a little bit of a taste for it in the multiplayer, but the campaign, like especially the facial features on the characters, it's mm-hmm. it's incredible, really. Um, that the Xbox can can render those graphics. It's pretty pretty shocking for a. Uh, came out in 2005 or 6 yeah. whenever the Xbox came out. I also thought the campaign was a lot more emotional. Um I had read somewhere a complaint that Master Chief never really dropped his vulner or never really um never really was vulnerable in the in the Halo 4 and I couldn't disagree more. I thought he was more vulnerable than any other Halo game I've ever played. Definitely. Um and it's not it, it wasn't overt like you kind of had to um be paying attention yeah you had to pay attention to his his mannerisms and stuff cuz obviously you can't see his face or facial expressions so <clears throat> you could tell you know certain things that that he you know he was just kind of broken emotionally uh, about certain things i, I don't want to get into spoilers but um yeah he he you could definitely tell he was he was broken about certain events that happened during the game um, and, and was vulnerable unlike any of the other Master Chief Halos. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the campaign was, was amazing. Did you really think, well done. Do you think in the last mission, how it boots out when you're in that plane, did you think that was as epic as I thought it was? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Usually I'm not big into, like, doing stuff in vehicles and, like, shooters, but I loved that part so much. Yeah, that was very cool. Very cool. Uh, That was very hard, too. I got a lot doing that. (laughs) Because I was like, I wanted wanted to be really cool and do it as fast as I could. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I kept crashing, and I was like, dang it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, um, definitely well done, 343. Um, I... Honestly, think that that was that's probably my favorite Halo, other than the first one. I think I like it even better than Reach, um, just because you have so much tie into Master Chief. You know, having played three whole games of Master Chief in it, whereas Reach is only one game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I think it was the best Halo since the first Halo. Yeah. Um, and now that uh, Master Chief shell is starting to crack a little bit. Yeah, I think so, definitely. I'm wondering what direction they're going to take it with some yeah. of the ending events. It'll like... be it'll be interesting to see where where the, I look forward to the next Halo game. Me too. Um definitely. Uh after Reach, you know, I couldn't necessarily say I was that excited for the next Halo, and it won't even be for the multiplayer. Like like this one I'll play a little bit of multiplayer, but um really I'm gonna focus more on the campaigns anymore it's weird that we're excited for the next <laughs> halo because of the campaign exactly it never happens um i mean i was excited for halo reach because of the multiplayer and the campaign ended up ended up being really good too but yeah yeah well done um so i beat that i i after i beat halo i wanted to i had mentioned that i thought about selling my xbox but i wanted to beat halo and i wanted to beat assassin's creed so I fired up Assassin's Creed after I got done with Halo, and I don't know what it was about having time away from Assassin's Creed, um, but going back to it, it was almost unplayable with really? how bad the controls were. And I don't know if going right from Halo 4 to Assassin's Creed 3 was maybe a mistake. Um, the only other game I've been playing a lot of is Guild Wars, which I really like the controls for, but the, the, the controls were just atrocious. I could not get my character to do what I wanted, no matter what. Um, so I ended up, that's, I, I played that for a little bit and I was like, I'm just gonna sell my Xbox. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't finish this game. <laughs> it's unplayable. Uh, the controls are so bad. And like I said, uh, I didn't, I didn't think they were great before when I played, but I don't, I don't know if going from a game that controls as tightly as Halo does to Assassin's Creed three, I thought it was unplayable. It was just awful. Um, that's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't think the game was that bad. Uh, I kind of agree that Connor is not a great main character. I've seen that complaint uh, quite a few times, actually. And, yeah, it's valid. Justified. Yeah. What, um, what, what about it? I, he, I haven't played enough, so I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. He's whiny kind a little of, bit. Kind of shallow. He, uh, he's shallow. He's a little bit whiny. <clears throat> Ungrateful, kind of, too. And I didn't. that's a little off-putting for me. Yeah, I did. I didn't. Uh, I didn't care that much for Connor. Um, I Chase had mentioned that Hatham was was a better like character. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I didn't care for Hatham either, particularly. Um, but yeah, he probably would have been a more interesting character to have a, a whole game centered around. And I wish really? I had liked this game because the setting was awesome. I thought the the whole revolution thing was really cool. Um, but yeah, the controls are just just so bad, mm-hmm. unplayable me now the trailers for that game made it look so awesome yeah then and they, it's just not yeah no. it sucks yeah and uh, once again i don't know if i would 
it's it, it, for me it was all the controls. I I could have I could have dealt with Connor not being a very good character. I could have dealt with the graphics not being great and having weird glitches every now and again, but I could not get my character to do what I wanted. Um, it was just awful, awful controls. So, so I, it's a it's a mediocre game, but with bad controls, it's a it's a not good game. Yeah, and I don't know why, but they were were the controls were worse than Assassin's Creed Two. I thought. Did you get that impression, Will? Mm. You're a lot more of exper- of an experienced Assassin's Creed player than I I am, but I'd have to go back to assa- both of them to yeah. be able to. Well, they tried to make it a lot more seamless. You know, the the scaling of cliffs or trees and and buildings and stuff like that. They tried to make it a little more automatic. Yeah. It wasn't so much that as as maybe, like, especially in combat, just not being responsive. You know, you'd start getting beat on. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't counter my way out of it or dodge anything. Like, I was just getting pounded in combat relentlessly. And like I said, I don't know if it's just because there was such a huge difference between the controls for Halo and the controls for Assassin's Creed 3. I have to think that at least contributed a little bit to it. Hmm. Um, because Halo control, Halo 4 controls like a dream, obviously. And uh, Assassin's Creed's controls maybe uh, by themselves are average. And just the, the difference between that just, just was, was off-putting for me. And yeah, Assassin's Creed 3 ended up being the reason why I got rid of my <laughs> Xbox. See, and you usually <coughs> like most of the games you play, so for yeah. you to say that you did not like this is kind of, it's... Yeah. I, I The game itself wasn't bad. Like, I like a lot of the Discovery stuff. <clears throat> I like doing all the Homestead missions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, especially the, the um, like, the tailing missions <clears throat> where you have to follow around and listen to conversations with people. Like, I, I could not get, even that, like, that wasn't combat. I just could not get my character to do it at, with what I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get discovered easily and for no reason. It was just awful. And I was just done with it. So interesting. Yep. I am done with Assassin's Creed three. It's gone. Gone. Yeah. You know, what sucks about Assassin's Creed three for me. What's that? I was so excited for it. Yeah, you were. That was your most anticipated game. And I told, I, I, <clears throat> I wasn't able, it was during the hurricane when it came out, I wasn't able to get to an open game stop nearby here in Brooklyn to, oh. to pick it up. Uh, but because I was so excited for it, I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just download it. Day one, digital di- digital download on PSN. Damn it. <laughs> so now you can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I had to wait like three extra weeks for mine, too. Yeah. And well, that's why I don't like to download games, because I like to be able to trade them in. Yeah, because it's not, you know, I got I think I got $18 for mine. Which is not a lot. It's less than a third of what the game's worth, but at least I'm getting something for it. Something for yeah. a game that I'm I wouldn't play again, you know? Yep. So I mean GameStop was looking into digital trade ins. Is that something you're a little more interested in now, Corey? Um It'd be cool. I don't I don't know how much I would utilize it. Um or how it would work even. <clears throat> yeah, because I still feel no matter what, you're better off having a physical copy that you could you know just give to a friend for 20 bucks and yeah. be done with it rather than have to go through yeah. a GameStop yeah. or something like that. But Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> uh, and then the only other thing I played uh, was a ton of Guild Wars 2. Oh, no, I did. I played one other thing. I played a new game, uh, and I played this today, actually. I'm glad I remembered because I almost forgot. I played Angry Birds Star Wars. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. You liking it? I did. My wife bought it actually for the iPad, and she's like, "You just try it. You you probably like it." I was like, "You know, I just picked I just picked Star Wars or uh, Angry Birds Space as my guilty pleasure game. I don't I don't know if I want to play the Angry Birds Star Wars." Uh, but I did, and it's really, really pretty cool. I bought um, it too. <clears throat> it starts off on Tatooine, which is cool. I guess there's a couple different, must be a couple different plants. I didn't get past Tatooine. Oh, I got into space. It's space, and then Hoth, and then after that, I don't know. Endor, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to get to Hoth. I like snow. Uh, yeah, I really like the abilities for the birds. Um, oh yeah. There's. Like the the main bird, which is the red one, mm-hmm. is like Luke Skywalker, and when you fling him and then tap on him, he's you know swings the lightsaber out and destroys anything that's that's in his path. Um, there's the bomb bird. It's like the bomb bird that's uh, the force. Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. uh, uses the force, so you'll fling that one and then you'll aim wherever you want to fling the force, and that'll send blocks flying and whatever. And then the other one I got was the triangle yellow bird, <clears throat> which is hot like Han Solo, and he fires three um, blaster bursts. So you you fling him, and then you aim your blaster bursts, and wherever you tap on the screen is where he fires his three blaster bursts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a uh, that's as far as I got. I didn't get the next next birds after that, but um, so far I really am pretty impressed with it. Uh, I thought the Angry Birds formula was a little bit tired, but I guess I was wrong. Well, maybe they go the route of uh, Legos. Maybe have do, different do all the license. Yeah, because they had one. They had like um, some Disney movie ones, like Rango. I think was one of them that they had an Angry Birds for. I don't know. That might have just been an add-on for a different Angry. Oh, oh, Rio. Yeah, Angry it Birds Rio. I had Rio. that. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, being a Star Wars fan, that really appealed to me, and it was it was pretty was cool. cool. I was very impressed with it. Was there? Uh... Some Star Wars music and sound effects. Yes, especially the blaster fire. You know, when, gonna, when, when the Han Solo. Blaster, that's what I thought. Of. Yep, when the Han Solo bird fires the blaster, it's it's Star Wars blaster fire. It's great. Nice. So yeah, I played that, and then the only thing I ever played, I played a, a lot of was Guild Wars too. And um, now that Eric's not here, let's talk about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it too much, <laughs> well, but we could go for an hour oh oh easily um but i got my necromancers up to level 70 now and i started necromancer alternate is higher higher level than my higher than than your main same with mine (laughs) um i played a little my i think my guardian is level 13 and then i started a new character today um elementalist i think savaria elementalist who's level three i think i just needs one started that character so i'm uh i'm halfway through the ghost of ascalon book and i like it i like it a lot okay i've heard it's a good good job of uh explaining the lore the the guild wars lore to to me is it the battle between the humans and the char it's not the battle uh that's not really the focus dougal dougal kane I guess he's a, a pretty popular character in Guild Wars lore. I thought he was just a made-up character for the book, but that's actually not the case. Okay, he's, he's referenced in a lot of places. Uh, is a, a human thief, and he gets hired to recover an artifact, uh, a char artifact that the char, once they have, will consider uh, signing a peace agreement of some kind with the humans. Okay. So that's what it's based on. But he has to go into Ascalon 
deal with all the ghosts. Yeah, it's a scary place. But okay, cool. Yeah. I actually, I kind of want to go back and play the first Guild Wars. I may at some point. To see what it's like. We'll, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's all I played this week. I'll have a new game for next week too. I am going to try and, like I said before, play a new game for every week that we have. So I, I'm not just talking about Guild Wars, especially now that I don't have my Xbox. I won't be talking about Halo or Assassin's Creed 3 or Borderlands anymore. So <clears throat> unless I get those for PC, well, I won't get Assassin's Creed for PC or Halo, but I would get. Can I? Set a, I will get Borderlands. Can I set a goal for you? Yeah. Beat to the moon for next week if you can. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to beat it for next week. Oh come on! I'm not in an emotional place for that right now. Um, It'll get you there. (laughs) Well, me and me and the wife were gonna watch the last two episodes of this first half of the seventh season of Doctor Who, but I know they're sad. I was like, you know, the holidays just got over with. I'm I'm not emotionally ready for that yet. You'll be good. Um, I'm emotionally emotionally drained from the holidays, so. Yeah, I need to. I need some time to recover first. So I'm gonna give you a three week period. I, I'll I'll get to it because I I have that. I have FTL. I've got to play. Um, I've got a bunch of indie games actually. I've got to play, and then I still have Metro 2033. I've got to play Company of Heroes. I want to play because the second one's Ooh, coming out pretty soon. That's a fun game. So I got a ton of stuff to play. So I will play at least one new game for every week. Hopefully, at least more than a little bit. Yeah. I think me I agree with Corey that I was only going to play Guild Wars 5 or 6 nights a week instead of all 7. <sighs> Just so, give it up, man. Stop no, now. I won't. I refuse. I love that game too much. When you get on Guild Wars, I'm going to throttle your bandwidth. <laughs> I'm so like Eric. To, so you have to play it to the moon. I'm going to steal Eric's FIFA. Cuz Eric plays FIFA <laughs> mostly and I play Guild Wars 2 mostly. <laughs> So I feel his pain. Whenever we talk about taking away his disc, I'm like, I shouldn't say that because could you? <laughs> if you took away my computer, well, if you took away my computer, I wouldn't be able to play any games. But because then you would have nothing. Yeah, I would. Ha- I would have to play Steam games on my laptop. I could probably play indies on my laptop. You could borrow my 3ds. I could. <laughs> if you want. Okay. Will, what'd you play this week? Um, I played a little bit of a lot of things, and I'm not gonna talk about them a real lot because I'm gonna have them. You know, more in-depth for next week. But mm-hmm. I'll just say what I did play. I played a little bit of Lego Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. which is one of the Christmas games I got. And then I played a little bit of Hitman Absolution. Um, and then I bought Mark of the Ninja because on Giant Bomb's podcast, they put that in their top ten games of the year, and they praised that game. So I was like, I should probably try this out because I like Giant Bomb a lot, mm-hmm. and, you know, I usually agree with some most of the stuff they say. Um, so... I tried it out and the game is fantastic. I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna play a lot more for next week and talk about it. Okay. Um, tried out Company of Heroes because for some reason I was just thinking about THQ and all the mess they're in, and I was like, what was? I was trying to remember what that one of there's some of their big games that are coming out. And I remembered the South Park game. And I couldn't remember the other one, and then I finally figured it out. It was Company of Heroes too, and I looked up some gameplay on it, and I was like. And then it looks pretty cool, so I went to go check and see how much the first one was, and it was like four bucks on Steam. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna buy it. Forget about it. It was on New Year's Eve. I was like, I'm just, I'm just gonna do it. So you I missed did. the, the humble THQ bundle. Yeah, I know. And I didn't have enough money for all the expansion packs, even though it was like ten bucks. I didn't have enough money in my account because I haven't cashed any of my checks from Christmas. Oh, okay. But uh, Company Heroes is awesome, and I am really looking forward to the new one. Yeah. 
And it's it's the using the factions that I find. Let's see, like using the snow environment in the new one too, and like the Russians and the Germans, and I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I think I talked about this before, but Dan Carlin's Hardcore History has a great four part episode called Ghosts of the Ostfront, and it's all about the the front between the Germans and Russians and how brutal it was, and much worse than uh, than, than the Americans the and the Russians and the or the Americans and the Germans and the British and the Germans. They really were were trying to kill each other off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's it, it kind of sets the scene for that game a little bit. So yeah, definitely it, listen to those. And I was like watching videos, and like it was the the cold takes a huge play into it. And if it's like really like a blizzard's going on, you like your units lose like health and stuff like that, and end up dying from the cold. And I'm yeah. like, that's so cool. Yeah, and like it just looks awesome. And I seriously hope that game comes out soon. Yeah, it's the a, second one. Yeah, yeah. I, it's quarter Sometime. one last time I knew. I think all those got pushed back. Like South Park got pushed back. And ah, I really hope not. Oh, I we did, We'll cover that in our next week's episode on our uh, 2013 games preview. Mm-hmm. When it's projected, projected to come out anyway. Yeah. But, is, um, is Company of Heroes multi, is there a multiplayer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah. You, should, you should get it, Corey. Or did you already get it? And the no, I missed that bundle as well. That was a great bundle. I I dropped my seven or eight dollars. I think it, I think I paid ten for it, um, and got you know Metro Twenty Thirty Three, Company Heroes, um, Saints Row the Third. That's another one I've got to play. That's a good. I got good yeah deal. yeah Red Faction, Armageddon. There's a ton of games on that thing. Great games too. Yeah, and. I don't know. Company Heroes is a little is different from Age of Empires too, and like Civilization. So I don't know. I got my butt kicked though in the game I played by an easy computer because I just didn't know what I was doing, but I was loving it every second of it. Yeah. But that game was awesome. So all the games that I did play a little bit of, I really liked. And like I said, I'm going to go into more detail about uh, Mark of the Ninja and Hitman Absolution, mm-hmm. Lego Lord of the Rings next week. But I did play about an hour and a half to two hours of Far Cry Three. Um, to the point where I'm driving vehicles around, and I, like, raided my first camp and found one of my first friends that you end up losing uh-huh. on your trip. And so far, it's very surprising how good the game is. Um, everywhere that I read and, like, what we said, it looked not, – no, 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 nobody got it, like, yeah. what was so great about it or what was going to be cool about it. But playing it, it's so much fun. I like how they have a skill tree in the game, which I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. The skill tree is cool. The environment is awesome. It's, huh? such a, it's a fun game. Okay. And I'm looking forward. I want to beat it. That's my goal for the you, next coming weeks. Do you have any idea how long it's supposed to be? It could be varied. There's a lot of side stuff to do. Yeah. So, See, and I always have to do all the side stuff. So That's how I am. I'm going to try and do a combination of the two. You know, try and do some side stuff, get the radio towers and uh-huh. stuff like that, and try and beat it. Okay. It's about ten and a half hours. Ten and a half hours. Oh, that's not too bad. According to howlongtobeat.com. Oh. Yeah. Is that for doing everything, too? Uh, main story, completion, the average... Oh, I'm sorry. The average is 11 hours and 18 minutes. Okay. Or no, that's that's plus extras. Yeah, 10 hours and 36 minutes. All right. That's if you want to do everything, it's about 32 hours and 45 <laughs> minutes. Wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Huh. Wow. What, what does it say for Borderlands 2? I mean, I'm interested. Uh, Borderlands 2. Just out of curiosity. Main story, 27 hours, 25 minutes. Wow. Okay, and with everything? To 100% the game, it's about 68 hours. 
Mm. Okay, I could see that. Uh, main plus, which I guess is the main story. Yeah, that's the harder difficulty with when everything's a higher level. Would be 41 hours. Okay. Yeah, that seems about right. All right. So, Anything else, Will? Uh, not really. Just pretty excited about the games that I have to play. Yeah, and same. Yeah, I'm, Bioshock and Company of Heroes are probably the two games that I'm only going to be able to get until I start working again. Right. So... Luckily, everything got pushed back. I know. That's a good thing. And I'm so happy that I have my birthday coming up next Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, get some birthday money. Uh-huh. Okay. Corey, what do you got for us? I played three games. Uh-huh. Two of them uh, were inspired by Game of the Year discussions that all came out in the last few weeks. Uh-huh. One of them being Super Hexagon, uh, 99-cent iOS. I'm not sure if it's also out for Android game. Uh, it's really simple. I, I don't. I don't really get why people bring up these games for like game of the year and stuff like that. Yeah, like the I, the puzzle type of games. Well, I mean, it's one thing. Like like a game like Portal. Okay, I could see that being right. you know game of the year quality. But a little, a little very simple game can be a really great game. But I don't. I don't know how people could include it in like game of the year. L- like you know? a like a bejeweled. Like you, that's a good game, but you'd never pick it for your game of the year. Right, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to hear a really compelling argument on why a game like Super Hexagon is deserving of Game of the Year. Right. Uh, but anyway, you control. It's a uh, 2D, so it's just, everything's flat, and you control a little hexagon in the center of the screen, and uh, these lines will come at you, and there's openings in the line, and all you do is you press the right side or the left side of your screen to turn the hexagon so that it goes through the opening in the lines, and uh, as you're turning it, you, more and more lines will close in and close in and close in. And the longer you go without hitting one of the lines, the the more like twisted and kind of distorted it gets. And that's all it is. That uh-huh. that's the game. Uh, there are three levels: hard, harder, and hardest. And then there's three unlockable levels. If you beat the hard level, you'll unlock another level. If you beat the harder level, you'll unlock another level. If you beat the hardest, you'll unlock another level. Uh, and the way they do it is they tier it so. If you get through 10 seconds in the hard level, then it, it's considered, like, a new section of the level. Uh, you know, the 10-second the section, the 20-second section, the 30-second section, 40, so on and so forth. I'm not sure how far it goes. I think I got to 30 seconds in the hard level, which is technically the easiest level. Uh, but it's really addictive, and it, and it is a good time killer. But there's nothing, there's nothing to really, you know, sink your teeth into and say, like, oh, man, this is... This is game of the year quality right it's just a, a really good time sink for a dollar okay and that's all i got out of it unless there's something i'm missing i don't know uh which brings me to my next game frog fractions huh everybody oh. needs to play frog <laughs> fractions uh there if you play it and you're like what the hell is this this is stupid and stop playing then you're definitely missing it i don't really want to talk about it too much but there is uh I don't know. I think we could do a whole hangover episode on, on frog fractions. I think it would be a lot of fun if everybody plays it. You can just, I forget the name of the, the URL, but if you just Google it, you can go to the website and play it. It's a flash game. Oh, it took okay. me maybe an hour, hour and a half, uh, d- depending on how clever you are. You'll solve it a lot quicker than some people, but it's a, de- it's a definite must play. And it kind of, to me, it, it harkens back to those old like educational games uh, I think of the Atari computer that we had, and we had, like, the Bentley Bear games, Bentley yeah. Bear's math and stuff like that. Okay. 
and I can remember being a kid and playing it, and yeah, it had this educational aspect to it, but I always wondered, like, they set up this great little world, and I always wondered what it would be like if I could somehow stray off the beaten path uh-huh. and explore the world in, in a way that was different from doing numbers and in, in math and stuff like that. And I, I don't know if that's what this game was going for, but it, it definitely captures that. Okay. I totally forgot to play this, Corey. Yeah, it's, it's, I think everybody should play it. Um, just, just, just do it. (laughs) Just give it a shot. Just give it a shot. Okay. And then the other game, I, oh, did I say that I beat it? No. I beat Frog Brackets. Not hard to do, but (laughs) thank you. Still counts. I wanted to say it just for the applause. It does still count. <clears throat> the other game I played, uh, I played on the bus for the five hours or whatever I was on the bus, uh, was Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound. Uh was j- released only in Japan. We talked about it a little bit at the top of this episode. Released only in Japan. Uh, you can acquire an English-language version of it. It's pretty good. It's it's It was a Game Boy release. I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't it was. know that either. Uh, it's really good. It's it feels a little more, uh, a little more simple and a little bit smaller than in scale than Earthbound was. Okay. But at the same time, it tells a really, really heavy, heartbreaking story. Okay. Uh, and I'm only, you know, I, I played the whole time I was on the bus, maybe four hours in. Uh, I guess it wouldn't be a spoiler to say. Well, maybe it would be a spoiler. I don't know. It's a really no. good game. Just say it. Yeah, your your wife dies pretty early on, uh, and there's you have your wife and two kids, and your wife is like up, and the game still has a lot of the whimsy that Earthbound have had. Uh, it's and it's not necessarily you know poking fun at Western culture like Earthbound was, but you know it's it's still kind of cute and fun in, in different ways. But a little I bit actually, a little bit darker, obviously. Yeah, the story anyway. Uh, but you know, at the beginning, you choose the name your you, you name your characters whatever you want. I just chose the standard names, and you choose your favorite food, and you choose uh, you know the names of your pets and stuff like that. So it, it does still feel like Earthbound, um, but again, tells a dark story. Your your wife and your kids are up visiting her father somewhere, uh, and then there's a I think it's a, a really bad fire, and you go and rescue some people. Uh, you realize your wife isn't anywhere to be found. Your kids end up turning out up, but your wife is actually dead. Uh, and there's this really neat scene. It's all sprites, uh, but they're all around a campfire, and you know they they kind of break the news to you, and you snap, and you end up like hitting some people, and then somebody knocks you out, and you you come to, and your kids are all distraught, and you you know you, you go to her funeral, and all this. It's pretty deep. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it's still it's a really good game. Again, it's a little less, little less in scale than Earthbound, but I, I'm going to play through it just for the story because I'm I'm that attached to okay. it. Okay, so. sounds sounds interesting. Yeah, I played a little bit yeah. of it, Corey. Yeah, I, I recommend it if you if you get the chance. Okay. And that's Excellent. my uh, that's my what I played. I booted up Dragon's Dogma, but didn't. Uh, oh yeah, I did too. Didn't didn't play that for any extended length of time. That's a long game too. Yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of running around in that one too. I heard a little uh, on Giant Bomb. I hate to keep bringing up Giant Bomb, but they're talking about Dragon's Dogma. And it, they're talking about the story and like uh-huh. the ending, and it sounds pretty pretty interesting. It is very interesting. Nothing like people usually see. No, it kind of blows your mind a little bit. That's that's what the person who's talking about. I said, yeah. 
It was pretty. pretty oh, the ending. Pretty, yeah. yeah, I heard about it. I had it. Oh, yeah, is it, yeah. <laughs> blows I heard your about mind. Same places will. <laughs> yeah, blows your mind a little bit. Definitely. Pretty neat. Okay. Uh, is that everything? That's all I got. Yeah. Okay. Uh yeah. Uh, once again, I don't know where my card is. Uh yeah. Our our Twitter, Twitter handle. handle. Is it is it called a handle? I think it's called Twitter handle. Okay. Yeah. Our Twitter handle is at uh, capital T capital S athletes or Twitter dot com slash thumbstick athletes. Our Facebook page is facebook dot com slash thumbstick athletes, and uh, our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. Does anyone know our voicemail number off the top of their head? Uh, I can call it up. Okay, because I like I don't know where my card is that I have all the information on. It's MIA. I'll have to get another one. It is six zero seven five two seven zero five four seven. So yeah, always we always like having the voicemails. Those are nice. That's less reading I have to do. That's a that's a good thing. Definitely. <laughs> um. If you're going to be ordering anything from Amazon, I know Christmas is over, but I mean, I'm still ordering things from Amazon, so I'm probably probably everybody else is too. Magic cards, magic cards, yeah, whatever. Um, Pokemon mail- cards, Pokemon cards. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Cards. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you buy. Uh, yeah, cards. click through our link on our on our website. Clear your cookies, your Amazon related cookies first, um, and then you know click through our our banner on our our Amazon banner on our website, and then place your order. That'll help the podcast uh, stay afloat. I mean, it'll stay afloat anyway, but it's it's nice, you know. Yeah, getting that little little bit of cash flow. Um, the less we have to spend on the pod, or the less Dan has to spend on the podcast, <laughs> the, more can, the more you can buy games. That's very true. The more I can buy games, definitely. And you know that money isn't going anywhere else besides video games <laughs> because that's pretty much what I save up my money for. Yep. Anymore. Um, Check us out on Stitcher. Oh yes, Stitcher. You're listening on the go, uh, Stitcher's a great app to have, even th- on your web browser. You can stream all our episodes from there. Yep, thumbs it up too. Yep, definitely. Um, I don't know what the status of Zune is. Uh, I still use it to download all my podcasts. I don't know how much longer it's going to be around. Um, I'm assuming everything's going to transition into the Xbox Music thing. Yeah. Um, but podcasts are not on that yet, as of yet. So. Um, yeah, still subscribe on Zune, and uh, obviously iTunes is not going anywhere, so you can always subscribe on iTunes too. We're we're available on iTunes. What's that? Unfortunately, it's it, not going anywhere. Yeah, iTunes kind of sucks, but they actually. Uh, it's, I actually just found out today. Uh, I don't know how how old this update is, but they actually updated the interface. It looks a little bit smoother. It's it's a lot better than it was before. A lot better, and that's coming from someone who hates iTunes. Um, it's it it is way better. It's still kind of slow, yeah, uh, slow and pokey, but it it is a lot better than it was before. Definitely, I would I would agree with that. Zoom, which hasn't been updated in two Forever. years, <laughs> still Forever. way better though. It's still way better. I agree. Uh, yeah. So that's everything. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Bye.